Everybody. Welcome to D-Comedy, our rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it, podcast. Uh, this month, your D-commentators are me, Luke. And me, Emma. And we are here. It's February. We're excited. Uh, it's almost Valentine's Day for all this you This was a good there. pick for Valentine's Day. I wish I could pretend that I had thought about this and been like, oh, we'll do a romance one. For Valentine's Day. No, you didn't. Everybody Never. just Theme. think that in your heads, but I actually just <laughs> randomly looked at a list five minutes before and picked something at random that I'd seen before. Did you just just a little preview? Did you pick something for what you're going to pick in March, or are you are you flying by the seat of your pants on that? No, one? No, I know what I'm. Well, that's my birthday one. That one that I is planned. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, so we are here to discuss uh, the classic. Geek Charming, which is only this seven years old. Movie. Dude, it, I... This is a lot. This we don't actually lot. really... Just to give you guys a little BTS actiones, um, we don't really, like, text about these movies because we, like, try to save it, like, for the podcast. Yes. Like, even though we were both... Like, we usually watch them the same weekend or whatever. Like, we don't really, like, converse about them outside of this podcast. Unless we're in the, unless we're in the same room together. Yes, because we're giving it. you... Want to give you the most um, real reactions, doing it all for you guys. Um, but I... I actually couldn't hold back because, like, you texted me that it was on Netflix, and I was like, "Oh wow, this movie is crazy!" It's it's a lot, and yes, it it's is not on Netflix. crazy. Just to preface you guys, I it's different. I want I don't want to like be like, "Oh, they call everything crazy." This movie isn't crazy in the way that like now you see it was crazy. Like the plot of now you see it is insane. Like that made yeah. it made no sense. It's mm-hmm. not a plot problem here. The plot is pretty cookie cutter, like boy meets girl. There's a, there's a lot of very cookie cutter it's things. Very in this cookie film. cutter, but like the way everything is done and the things that people say sound like a computer made them up. Like a people, nobody talks like a human being would ever speak in this movie. And it, and it is on Netflix. So if you want to if you want to hear us talk about Honestly, it, I think this sounds I like a movie you, for me. I told I feel like we wait first and I was like don't even see now you see it. There's no payoff. Watch this movie. You will have a great <laughs> fucking time because it is bad shit bonkers bananas. And I want especially as not to be normative here, but women, you should everyone should watch this movie. It's crazy. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get into it proper, there is one rather large piece. Yeah. Of and I brought Disney this Channel up to Disney. Luke. I did my research for did once, you, guys. Did you? I don't remember you bringing this up to me. I I I know so I know a couple of our listeners hit me up on Twitter being like, "Hey, this is happening." Oh, I we're talking about two different things. We're talking about two different things. I was talking about the hurdle that we need to overcome before we address we'll, this we'll, let, well, no, 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 no. We'll get into that in a second. There's a piece of decom news that oh, needs to okay, be addressed. Okay, okay. you go there. We'll, we'll, we'll address that in a second. But basically, uh, Disney Channel has announced that they have begun casting for a live-action Kim Possible Disney Channel original movie, which is seven, like... A whole collection of words that I enjoy. Kim Possible, Disney Channel original movie, live action I'm a little concerned about. Not gonna lie. I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical, but I'm willing. I'm like, okay, I I think there's a lot of ways they could mess this up, but I think if they do it right, it could be a really fun project. Two things. I mean, these are my two critiques and we can move on because I am also very excited about it. You know I love Kim Possible. Can't deny it. 
Um, but I will say two critiques really upfront, the things that are giving me pause and should I think give us all pause is number one, Disney doesn't have the budget for a live action Kim Possible movie. The things that Kim Possible does on those gadgets, like that stuff is expensive. It's gonna cost a lot to CGI Rufus. Uh, number, my number two qualm is how in the mother of God are they going to make Rufus still look cute live action? He's a naked mole rat. Yeah, if you look at naked mole rats in real life, they're not cute. They're in disgusting. Any way, shape, or form. And I'm not like trying to knock naked mole rats, but they're not as cute as Kim Possible presents them to be. And so that, that's a, that's something they're gonna have that's to try. That's a hurdle and they're gonna have to jump. But I, but, my main theory is that they said they're at, they're doing casting. So Emma, who do you think should play the main characters of Kim Possible? I'm actually having ugh, I'm having problems with it. It's really hard to think of other people well, for, doing well, this. First, let first let's be realistic. We're not going to say like Julia Roberts isn't signing up for this. Uh, yeah, that we're like we want to be realistic with who Disney Channel could get. In this instance. I think that the go-to choice for Kim Possible should be, and I might butcher this girl's name slash get it totally wrong, but the red-headed girl from Riverdale, Madeline Pesh, um, she, I think, looks the most she, like Kim Possible. And she, I think does have, she does have the red hair for it, yeah. Yeah, Google I mean, Madeline Pesh, and she has, like, No, I'm eyes, looking at it, yeah. yeah. I think, and the, and she has like big lips, like, remember Kim Possible has that like, really full upper lip? Like, I think yeah. she could really do Kim. Okay, see, no, I, I get what you're saying. That's a genuinely good call, because I Thank was trying you. to think, like, who was in Disney Channel's, like, stable of actors that they could just, like, slap a red wig on and, like, relatively do a good job. I have not seen her act. I don't know if she can pull off the amount of attitude Kim Possible needs to have. Uh, but she definitely has the look down. I'll give you that. Well, so, and I'm also going to pull from Riverdale for my Ron, because I think... That I was going to say... I think that it should be either Cole or Dylan Sprouse could do a great job. I thought you were going to say Cole Sprouse. I think Cole Sprouse is a little high profile. If Dylan... I think Dylan actually would do it pretty well, because I think he could do kind of the, like, uh, Cam, uh, a little bit better than I think Cole could, if that makes any sense. I love the Sprouse on. trends, and I think they would be great yeah. for this. I don't think Disney could feasibly get them, because I don't think they ended on the best terms with Disney, but I, I think they would be excellent. Uh, I think Cole's a better actor, but... Cole's definitely a better actor. That's why I'm saying I think he would be like, no, I'm not touching any of that Disney Channel stuff anymore. I'm on Riverdale now. I've got, like, a brand to uphold. But I think Dylan would be like, yeah, I've been looking to get back in acting. Why not? I'll do this fun little thing. But, but that's uh, my dream cast. Uh, but I know. I think it's going to be an interesting project. I'm excited to learn more about it. Still not excited about Zombies, which is coming out in, like, Five days or I'm actually flipping on zombies. I went from dread what? to I went. I'm flipping on zombies. I went from total dread and horror, like pure horror, to I'm actually incredibly excited to see how fucking bad shit this is. And I would oh, love, okay. I would love to see where they take this plot because I it makes zero sense. Right. I was worried you were gonna say I'm really excited for it. I think it looks great. And I was like, what oh, have no, you no, been watching? No, 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 no. Or smoking. Every single thing I see from it. Poster. Photo, video, music, everything that comes out makes it seem worse and worse and worse. But now it's getting to the point where it's almost comical. And I'm like, how bad could it actually be? It's now peaking my curiosity. curiosity. Oh, yeah. My, my, my curiosity is peaked. I, I, uh, I'm with you on that one. But I'm not necessarily excited, I would say. But who knows? We'll see. But let's start talking about the movie we're here to discuss today, Geek Charming. Do you want to address the hurdle now, or should we do it when he shows really up? Really quickly, no, we can talk about it right now. Really quickly, I just want everyone to know, and this is going to taint this movie for you, and I'm very sorry that I would ever t- taint such a beautiful piece of cinema, but I kind of remembered, I 
In the back, I have a lot of, like, useless pop culture knowledge. For example, Sarah Hyland is now dating Wells from The Bachelor. He was a DJ from yeah, Nashville. Right. See, nobody knows. Nobody cares. Nobody needs that. But I have it in the back of my mind. And I was watching this movie, and I was like, I feel like these two people dated in real life. I couldn't remember for sure, and I was like, I feel like this actor and actress, the two female, it's Sarah Hyland and Sarah Matt. Sarah Hyland and Matt Prokop. Prokop. I was like, I feel like they dated in real life. And I was like, I also, but I also knew in the back of my mind that Sarah Hyland had a crazy ex-boyfriend that she had a restraining order against. And I was like, are these two people the same people? And so I Googled it. Turns out they did date for five years. Yeah, they were dating. They were dating when the production of this started. They were already dating. They didn't meet on the movie. Oh, I didn't realize that. Um, so yeah, they have been dated for five years, which is um, a long, a time. long time. But he was crazy, but at Chip and Anna Bonkers, and not in a good way. Like this script is. It was very scary. He was abusive and like choked her and threatened to kill her dog multiple times, which is a whole new level of fucked. Um, so he, she has a restra- she had a restraining order against him. He can't come within a hundred feet of like her, her dog or her house. I, so he's a very problematic dude and we don't like him. And no. I'm get- and I feel fully, fully fine in ripping him to fucking shreds in this movie. And that's yes. what I plan on doing as justice for Sarah Highland, or, you or beautiful just queen. In, or just in real life, because you know what kind of, Go to hell, Matt Prokop. Like, you're gonna threaten to kill her dog, you little fuck. Like, all the other thing that messed me up is the fact that like he looks such like such a little bitch in this. He movie. is a bitch. He is a bitch. He's, he looks like he weighs ten pounds soaking wet. Which he, he definitely is, is like abusive. He's like one of those dicks that's like trying to assert some power in the world because he is a little bitch. You know that he was definitely living off of her modern family money because bitch couldn't book another <laughs> acting job post geek charming. So he was insecure. He's a fuck. Fuck you, Matt Prokop. This is from Decomedy to you. It's a nice, warm fuck you. Yeah, thank you, Emma. Let's move on. So we open in this film on, on in a very obvious dream sequence with uh, Sarah Hyland on a stage, and it's like a beauty pageant type thing. And what's weird is Sarah Hyland is like 20, I think, in this movie, because I think she's like Is she 20, 20 here? I think so. I think I looked it up. Uh, she could that, be, at this point in... In this movie, at this point in her life, I was like, she could be anywhere from 13 to 27, and I don't know where she's falling. That's where Disney Channel lives. Disney Channel wants those actors who look like they could play old and young and then makes them high schoolers. That's their bread and butter. But, like, the the thing that's funny, she's 20, and she's clearly up against, like, 27-year-old women. Yes. Like, clearly models or something, and that's... I get it, it's a dream, but I was just like, I don't know why this was the call. But there's, like, a guy on the loudspeaker being like... Uh, oh, and this year's Blossom Queen, Dylan Schoenfeld, which is a very unwieldy last name. Uh, but, and she's like, oh, thank you, yes, yeah, and then the dream falls away. And I thought what we were gonna do was, she's having this dream, and then she's wake up, and she's like, hey, you gotta get ready for school, you know, Blossom Queen is today, or whatever. Which also, by the way, Blossom Queen is a weird title. Yeah. Uh, well, I did, like, the drinking game for this movie is take a drink every time someone says Blossom Queen or speaks mm-hmm. in fake French. Then you would be dead by the end of the <laughs> well, Oh, well, we we'll talk about the French in a second. <laughs> uh, but she's like, so I thought she was going to be asleep and then had to go to school. No, she just started having this dream when she went to sign up for the bot. Like, the principal. She wasn't was having a dream. Her. She was just, like, thinking of it. It wasn't even really a dream. It was like a daydream where she, like, the principal has to be like, Dylan. Dylan, Dylan, I need your signature on this if you want to be Boston Queen. And she's like, oh, yes, of course. She signs her name big on the thing and then walks away. And then this whole, like, like the first, like, ten minutes of this movie are just, like, 
How much exposition can we cram into dump. the dialogue? Can we just <laughs> dump on people? Also, first of all, like, I'm not... Well, no, 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 not just dumping on people, like, people saying, like, oh, I'm Dylan. These are my friends. It's just being like, oh, well, you are Dylan Schoenfeld. You are the, the most like, popular girl in school. They're trying to make it sound like dialogue. But, but it's not so dialogue. Nice. They're just literally no. filling... They're too lazy to, like, naturally show these things, so they're just, like, dumping on you. Hence, what I said earlier, no, these people in this movie speak in a way that no human would ever mm -hmm. speak. Um, first of all, I'm not doing a fashion corner because this is one of those movies really? where... Really? I find that hard to believe. Well, this is one of those movies where, like, the fashion is its its own character and I need to just touch upon it um, as we move okay. through. But That's my fine. first note was these outfits in all caps that her and her two minions are wearing, you know, like, the, there's, like, a fashion term that's, like, you should, like, when you get dressed in the morning, uh, before you leave the house, you spin around, look at yourself, and take one thing off. Because it's simple is better. Like, just, if you have a bunch of accessories up, just take one thing off. These bitches were spinning around for the left of the house and adding six more things. <laughs> you don't need to wear a scarf and six necklaces. That's too many things on your neck. Like, I feel like the costume designers were just, like, piling shit on them. It makes no sense. They are all wearing, like so many clothes at the same time and so many accessories. There is there is a lot. I used so much that even I noticed like what is happening with yes. these outfits. But the thing is, be, me being me is I didn't know if they were actually good outfits or not so I was waiting to see what you were going to say. I so can't negative. tell when this, it. do you know when this movie happened? When was this created? 2011. That, okay, they are not good outfits. Those are, okay. those are good outfits for like 2003. They are seriously, somebody was asleep at the wheel. There is kind of something, it just reminded me that there's a couple connections, funnily enough, that can be made to the movie we watched last month. Now you see it, because there are some serious connections, which I will cover serious in a second. Serious tank top with another shirt over it. Yeah, or not well, that. Head. That's one, but we'll get to it in a bit. But, like, so these movies, those movies are feasibly so far apart time-wise. Do you know what I mean? Right that's, right, that's what made me think of it, that I was like, why does this movie feel like it was made in the early 2000s? When yes, it was made in, in 2011. 2011. But so they start walking through the cafeteria being like, oh, you know, you're, there's no way you're going to lose. You're already the most popular girl in school. Um, and then she, like, walks through each of the click tables and being like, oh, they're easy votes. This oh, those movie, people hold on, just one second, okay. before you yep. go, just yep. note, go my note on the click tables. This movie borrows generously from Mean Girls. There is no, multiple I, I points. Uh, we, we, we made this in, we made this in Princess Protection Program too. Dylan is discount Regina George. She That's is. That's who she is. She is bargain bin Regina George and like this yes. whole lunchroom scene where like they go through the different cliques that are like sitting in the lunchroom like that is Mean Girls and there's like a group of girls wearing there's like a group of girls wearing a shirt that she's like that shirt I introduced last year and it's like when Regina George like wears the bra with the shirt yes. with the yes. holes cut out or whatever and then a girl comes up to her and is like oh I cut my hair just like you said like the girl who comes up to yes. Regina that one part like it's a lot of it it's, it's, it's Mean Girls it's literally straight from Mean Girls although also we should bring up that much like Zap this movie is based on a Book. Is it really? Did a computer did a computer write the book? Because <laughs> no, I think a, a computer woman, wrote no, a woman movie. wrote the book. Surprisingly, a woman computer. Uh, I don't know, but uh, I, well, the thing is, I think they changed the story of the book significantly. Uh, because I don't... First of all, yes, the book is called Geek Charming, which makes a lot more sense because I do not think this film should be called Geek Charming. It's a bad title. Yeah, why um, is it called Geek Charming? Because Good. the book is called Geek Charming, and I guess that was in the author's contract that it had to be called that. But I think, I, based on what I could 
uh, gleaned from some Wikipedia articles and some like book reviews. I don't think Blossom Queen was a part of the book. Well, that's weird because Blossom Queen is the entire point of the it, movie. It absolutely is. But I think the just the book was more about like, oh, these two people from different social stratas like falling in love over making this movie about her. I think they fed like clueless Mean Girls and then the book into a computer and then it spat out this movie script based on those influences. Um, but it's terrible. I want to point out a few things um, going into this scene. Um, she speaks fake French. That's like her, her one she of her... She does that a lot. And she does it worse than in, uh, what was it? What's the one you like with Lindsay Lohan? Get a clue. Get a clue. Uh, where she like... Uh, Lexi would do that sometimes and get a clue and just be like, oh, fabulous, fabulosa or whatever. I don't know what she said. Like, she did a little fake French. She does it all of the time. So I don't much. know who slipped what into a Disney Channel exec's drink that they <laughs> it, it told someone at some point that the sign of popular vain girls is speaking in fake French. Who told them that? I have never I seen know. that in the wild in my life. I'm a woman. I have <laughs> dealt with bitchy girls named Madison. Like, I, nobody is out in the wild speaking that's fake That's specific because there's, no there's no one in this movie named Madison. It's like, but like, you know, that's like a, just a classic name. And it is a through line in so many Disney Channel it's things. It's very prevalent. It is in Glenn Clue. It is it's very heavily here. It's a London Tipton does it in Scooter of Zack and Cody. Like, it's yes. like, Lizzo, moi, back from party. Like, they, d- whomst, whomst Okay, you messed this? that up immediately. It's her most famous line, Emma, and it's little me, back from Perry. There, okay, so, sorry. Whatever. Check yourself. But, uh, she says it all the time, and it was something I was really hoping they were going to phase out once they you know don't. she went through, they when she don't. went through, like, the obvious change that was going to happen by the end Some of the might even say they doubled down on the fake French. They do. It gets even also, more prominence. Speaking of the end of this movie, this, I think, might be the longest movie we reviewed so far. It's an hour and 37 minutes. Oh. Uh, and it, you can feel it, man. It d- I is... didn't feel it at all. This thing oh, fucking no, flew for it. me. It fucking flew. No, I, was it, like, it, I felt it. It was rough. Now you see uh, it felt longer. I was like, this is a breeze. I thought it was short. Oh my god, no, what's wrong long. with me? Let's face it, Emma, you liked this probably more than you should have. <laughs> I definitely did, even though it was insane. Okay, the other thing I want to okay. say really quickly before we move on, um, with the lunchroom scene and like what they're dumping on you, Dylan Schoenfeld is a junior. She's the most popular girl in the junior class. She's running for Blossom Queen against her rival is this girl named Nicole. Nicole like Patterson, captain. Nicole Patterson, who's cheerleader popular, um, and her boyfriend's on the football team. But they do this whole rundown, and I, the thing that I want to draw out most importantly is that another thing, much like fake French, that no one actually says in real life. People who are actually genuinely popular, as we are led to believe that Dylan Schoenfield is, don't talk about being popular. No, when does anyone don't. ever actually be like, I'm incredibly popular and popularity is this and this? They utter the word popular in this movie so many times it started sounding fake to me by the end. Like, it's not like a fake word. This is a big problem I have with this movie is the fact that they try to, like, balance out, like, okay, we want to tell a love story and we also want to tell this lesson about popularity and, like, why it doesn't really matter or whatever. And the two just do not mesh together in this narrative. Like, you could have pulled it off. Like, I feel like maybe that's more of what the book was about, was about, like... The popularity, you know, popularity narrative? Is not a, yeah, but it, they totally lose the plot of kind of both, really, by trying to mix them together. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And it's, she just talks about it so incessantly, like, being popular, how to stay popular. Like, mm. no one who's ever really genuinely popular speaks like that or talks like that. No. and No, you're right. Uh, definitely not. But so, she's approaching where all the popular kids eat lunch, which is the called ramp. The Ramp. Which I... 
I don't know why it's called that. It's not a ramp. It's just it's a raised, a raised platform. platform. Yeah. Like I would have gone with the stage or something. It's not an actual ramp. Uh, but I, uh, this is something I actually liked because yes, I, feel like I wrote that down is, the one thing I liked this movie was the ramp. It felt very realistic as there would be like, if there's a, a thing if in there's high like school. one like differentiated space that like only the pot, like there, that happens in high school where there's like there's one space th- that like everybody knows like those kids sit at and like that's the popular yes. person's space and it would have like a name, like that felt like realistic to high school. It in did. A way. I liked the, I liked the implementation of the ramp. Uh, but so she's approaching it. She sees, uh, well, at first they're like, oh, you know, you better watch out for Nicole. She's coming for you. And she's like, huh, whatever. Nicole has to sit down here while I have the best seat at the ramp being saved for me. And then we see her boyfriend, whose name is Asher. Uh, we need to talk about Asher. We, we need to talk about Asher. We need to talk about Asher. Asher is not is, okay. No. There's so many... I don't get what they were trying to go for with what Asher. What were they going for with this character? It makes because literally no sense. It doesn't make any sense. He's... Okay. First of all, he's an idiot. Fine. He's an asshole. Also fine. fine. But, like... Also, he's just a freaking weirdo. Yes. Like, okay. Like, he... I don't get his character aside from stupid asshole no. and everything else is up in the are air. Are those the two things that actually bother you? The things that are keeping me awake at night are, number one, the fact that, like, he's allegedly the most popular guy in school and, like, the biggest, mm-hmm. like, superstar, and he's a volleyball player? That what was a part fuck? of it, yeah. But this that school also has a football team, but, like, that's relegated below beach volleyball? In and what also, universe? In what also, universe? Yes, you, make, you make a good point. Beach volleyball, and this <laughs> film takes place in New England. Like it's, it's not in New England. It's not in New England. Where are, no, yeah, I was going to ask you, where are we geographically? Puget Sound. What? They where say that. No, they don't. I miss the, that. The, the, the thing that the boy is trying to get into is the Puget Sound Film Festival. Oh, I totally miss it's that. Puget, it's Puget Sound. It was filmed in Canada. but uh, I wrote it, down, it's, it's, I literally wrote down, Luke, I wrote down, I was like, where are we, in all caps, where are we geographically that there is beach volleyball and also Hollywood is an elusive faraway destination? Because okay, that doesn't in, track. We're, we're in New England. That's where it's supposed to be. They what? say that. I, I, get, Nobody I don't know how you missed this. Beach volleyball? No, that's a, no, no, no. Yes, you're wrong. You're right. That's absolutely crazy. That that's a thing that's happening in New England. The fact that it's in was filmed in Canada makes so much sense because a lot of my notes are a lot about the outdoor scenes. Yeah, and you yeah. Can tell you can. That it's really noticeable. Fucking freezing. You can see mm-hmm. her breath so much, and her face gets all red. <laughs> like she's it's definitely like below Especially- zero. Especially, like, the last shots of the movie when, like, they're walking away on the credits roll. It's very obviously Canada. Okay. Uh, Sorry, I really so got off on a rant about Asher so she, and then that let us down. It's, it's fine. Head. Asher, we'll talk more about Asher as the plot goes on. Also, he's Asher's wearing, haircut is batshit insane. He, has a, he has a terrible haircut. I noticed that, too. And he's always wearing a muscle shirt and, like, a necklace, and I hate him. The problem, I think, with uh, Asher, which is, like, Asher was one of the main... I think I could have probably placed this in New England had I paid some attention, but, like, the thing that keeps the piece of the puzzle that doesn't fit for New England is Asher. He's dressed mm-hmm. like it's 75 degrees in Always. Malibu and looks and plays beach volleyball and is like a surfer dude. Like he doesn't fit into the New England narrative. If you get what I'm he saying. doesn't fit into the narrative at all. Cause his character <laughs> makes no sense. So this so is she, her boyfriend. This is her boyfriend. And she takes a little perfume bottle out and she starts spritzing herself to approach him and then she gets uh, Sharpay Evans, where she gets th- food thrust at her chest, and it's like, uh, oh, actually, it's in the vein of Smart House, it's tuna noodle casserole. 
and uh, she just gets covered in noodles, and she's like, oh my gosh, you geek! And then we pan over, and then we meet our male lead, who is Matt Prokop, whose name, his name is Josh, but that doesn't get revealed for, like, a solid, Also, like, yeah, I forget his name instantly. I know she's still in Schoenfeld. I don't remember anything about his name or anything like that. I do want to say really quick, um... This movie also features um, straight-to-camera testimonials yep, from the two that. leads, which are yeah. interspersed throughout this whole movie, and it made me want to kill myself. It's And so also don't make any sense, because who are they talking to in these no, straight-to-camera? It's, the, it's the same. This was the connection I was talking about to Now You See It. It's the same thing as Now You See It. Who are you talking to? Why are you recording yourself for this? Like, I thought maybe because it's about making a movie. Now you see it. Like now you see it made a little bit more sense because it was like, oh, she's like doing this for the record or like her takes. This, okay, exactly what you're about to say, Luke. I had the exact same note. I thought they were going to cut this into the documentary, like their individual testimonials, but it has nothing to do with the movie. And they also are revealing things in these testimonials that they didn't even reveal to each other in person. Like they would never set, give no, these yeah. to the other person. So it yeah, doesn't no, make any sense why they would be filming themselves. No, but yes. So she has a vlog after she gets the noodles thrown out her being like, oh, oh my gosh, I can't believe it, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, they do, like, time rewind, and we go back and see it from the boy's perspective. And he is kind of supposed to be the trope of the kid who films everything, because he always has a video camera. But uh, he's, like, filming the lunch late, and he's like, is this the tuna noodle? Is this Fettuccine Alfredo from last week? Recycled? Like, he's trying to, like, do a hard-hitting expose or whatever. But uh, then he, like, walks up, and he's about to cross her path. And then they do this insane shot where, like, she's spritzing the perfume, and then it, what's supposed to happen is she's supposed to accidentally spritz him, and, like, yes. it blinds him, and then he throws the noodles at her. But the shot of him is just him getting pelted with water. But uh, she's like, you're so gut-roast. That is legitimately how she talks. Yes. She's going to talk that way through the rest of the film, folks. She will never give it up. Uh, but then he, then we cut to a vlog of him talking about it. I was like, oh god, he has vlogs too? They both have like, vlogs. <laughs> he also, another thing he has is the fullest lips in the world. Kylie mm-hmm. Jenner, watch your back sure. because Matt Prokop <laughs> is coming for your ass. He has the crazy, like the biggest lips ever. It really, I could not get over it. But so then he goes to sit down at the film club table, which is his click. Uh, a full, the film the club of, is a whole new minefield. So that we, we have, we have Ari who is in charge of the exposition for this scene. I don't even know these people's names. I didn't even know they had names. Uh, Steven, who is in four tropes in one. He Thank you. Is, Thank you. I read that down too. What he's, the fuck? He's so many tropes. He is the inventor yes. kid. So I'm like, so they're he, film nerds, but one kid is randomly an inventor that's like building yeah. shit that's exploding. Mm-hmm. Like that has nothing to do with film. He is the fat kid. Trope. Uh, he is the always hitting on women but striking out trope. Seriously, and then the nerd trope that they're all basically kind of trying to embody. He's like a storm of tropes and he's totally irrelevant to the plot pretty much. And then there's... Th- they set this up as like these people, these characters are going to be like incredibly important. Like the amount of time we spend with them, you would think at the beginning mm-hmm. at least you would think they would be remotely relevant to the plot. They serve no purpose. No. All the plot lines of these people that are established in the beginning are completely dropped like a hot potato by the end of the mm-hmm. movie. We have never well, even them. 
Although I will say the girl is kind of one of my favorite characters in this. But what is the point of her? What is the no point, point of her? That's what I'm saying. There's no point, but she's just really fun to watch because she's like hopelessly in love with Josh, but she has like five lines. Like she does not talk She that never much. speaks. And it's, and it's just all with her facial expressions just being like, oh, oh, I would go out with you. And then no one says anything. She's just like, oh, okay. And then just like, what is the point though of having a female character that's hopelessly in love with our main character just to do nothing with it? It just no, like no, hangs no there. Point, but it's, but she's, a, but she's just kind of funny. She's no point. You're I right. Get that. But I, I just get kind that. Of, kind of found her kind of funny. But so Ari gives us all our exposition. Is like, oh, our vaulted film club president decided to show up. So he's the film club president. Exposition. So did you pick up? Did you pick your documentary, your film project for the Sound Film Festival? <laughs> and he and then he's like, no, I haven't thought of something yet. I'll come up with something. And then, uh, then he's there's asks her something about the ramp, and he's like, "Oh man!" I don't know. He says like, "Where's your food?" And he's like, "It's gone where no mortals have gone before." The ramp. Okay. And, when they and, said and, that and joke, did you not think he was gonna say Dylan Schoenfeld's bra? Because I because it went down her chest. I was like, "Is he gonna make a joke about her chest?" And I, I did like, kind of think that. Yeah, that it was like it was because it fell on her chest, and he was like, "Where only mortals have gone before." Dylan's boobs. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. I thought, it was where I thought it was going. But, like, because that's the most natural joke. The ramp doesn't make any fucking sense, but whatever. Oh, also, we skipped over. The one other person we meet in the scene is a girl named Amy, who is playing guitar in a corner. Because, you know, that just happens in she's, high school. She's, just... she's guitar girl trope. She is yep. the trope of a girl who plays guitar and, is, and we she also... has pink hair. And then further expositions given by Ari, where he asked Josh, like, man, you've had a crush on Amy for, like, since second grade. Aren't you going to ask her out? No, we also, no, there's also exposition dump when Dylan's walking past her. We learned that her and Amy used to be friends back in, like, the second grade when they were younger. But then she dumped her to become popular. So this used to be Amy's best friend. And our male lead, Josh, is in love with Amy. This is also yes. a girl from Pretty Little Liars. Um Allie sure. something. This, this she's probably one of the more notable people in this movie. So I thought I'd All throw right. it out there. Fair enough. Um, but so he's like, no way. I never talked to her. Blah blah blah. Um, she's like, I just have, I just don't have time to date because I'm working on my films. You know. Oh my god, I hate this person. So then he, so the lunch is over. He goes to see like the guy in charge of the film festival, who's their student. Who this dude loves Josh and talks about it openly, where he's just like, ah, my favorite student. Oh, my star student. I don't know, man. Like, but like, it was really weird how much he references the fact that he likes Josh. But he's like, so what are you submitting? He's like, oh, I, I was thinking of doing this. Doc- Documentary. Okay, also, uh, I put down, is this teacher Scottish? Where the fuck are we? Because I didn't ever yes, listen he, to the Puget Sound a, thing. He does have a Scottish he's, accent. He's a full Scottish brogue in, like, in, no, mm-hmm. in a movie where no one else has an accent. I don't know. It could just be from Scotland. I didn't think that much about it. I was just like, okay, whatever. You know what? He's got an accent. You know not what? every accent I, needs I an explanation I thought it was insane. And you know what? Let me have this. Yes. And you know what? I come from a place, personally, oh, as a God. movie watcher and viewer, you're already pissed that I'm going on this rant. I want to know two things. Number one, where are we? Tell me where Puget we Sound. are. This movie did, but it wasn't drawn enough attention to, and I missed it. They, Number they two, say every accent needs to be explained. Tell me where you came from. Talk about coming over from Scotland. Give me a throwaway line. I need to know where you're from and why you talk like that. And that's my fucking prerogative, all right? Continue. Oh. Okay, so here's the thing. I didn't. I just did some googling while you're going on this rant. I don't know where Puget Sound is apparently, because it's apparently in Washington. What? Uh, I thought. <laughs> I thought Puget Sound was in New England. 
I was and going blindly off of off of your uh, I, words I, there. I, so I, I very much thought Puget Sound was in New England, and I was very wrong. I'm that's sure very wrong. That's the I'm, other I'm side sh- of the country wrong. Yeah, and I'm sure someone's been yelling at their uh, yelling at us for the past like forty Wait, minutes is about it the fact Washington that, State, right? Washington State, yes. Oh my god, you were really wrong. I was very wrong. Huh. I totally thought Puget Sound was... I thought Puget Sound was like Rhode Island or that area. That's a very I, random location for this movie. It, Again, it, the beach volleyball, uh, still not fully tracking. No, no, age. still doesn't track. Still does not track, but I totally thought... It's a, I yeah. will say it's a little less insane to think about West Coast than it than someone playing beach volleyball in New England, but still not, not great. Yeah, I goofed it real bad. My apologies on that one, folks. But so he... Uh, he gives us more exposition about the film festival. I'm just also laughing at people that were definitely listening to this being like, were... you fucking idiots! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna get that. It's gonna happen. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We, we made up for it in time, guys. Anyway, he gives us more exposition that the fact that the winner of the film festival gets uh, a trip, not a trip, gets to go to this Hollywood film camp. That's all it's gonna be called. It's just Hollywood film also, camp. Also, but, like, that was my problem, is, like, why is Hollywood so elusive to them? I guess Washington State, that would still be a little elusive. Well, like, also, it's, a, it's the fact that Josh is kind of supposed to be poor, but not really. It's a confusing He's not poor. Either. He lives in a beautiful home. Yeah, he, yeah, it's weird. We're gonna get there. Uh, but so, he's like, okay, so I was, he, so he hands him his submission, and it's like, I want to do this documentary about robot voices in science fiction. Josh is very into science fiction. Something that they touch upon twice, but never really see through. Uh, but it's, I, I gotta admit, it's kind of an interesting idea, where it's like, yeah, you know, you think about, like, how do people make... Uh, the robot noise, because in, like, the 60s, it was all just, like, beep, boop, beep, and now we've got, like, you know, like, they've changed, it's changed over the years, and I was like, that's kind of an interesting idea for a documentary. I feel like you have to make it in Hollywood, though, because you'd have to talk to a lot of Hollywood people about that, but it's, it just seems ambitious for a student, but then the teacher's I just like, yeah. I listening to you, like, a long that's fine. time ago. Yeah, I did the same thing when you were going on, you're, like, seven rants that you've gone on so far in this episode. Uh, and then the teacher's Ooh, like, this is a, this is a terrible, this is a terrible idea. You need to come up with something that really challenges you, man. You need it to be challenging. They say the word challenge a lot in this film. And he's like, okay, I'll come up with something and I'll bring it back. So then we cut to the mall. And I also Dylan just, is... This was the point, the mall scene was when I typed the note. If she says one more thing in French, I'm going to turn this off. I didn't follow uh, through no, on that. I was going to say, you should have turned it off like 17 times after that. Yeah, I didn't follow through on that thread, but that's how frustrated I was. Just to take you to where I was emotionally with this movie, that's how frustrated I was with the fake French. But so we cut to the mall and we meet uh, Dylan's dad, who like owns the mall, and he's like, what should we put owns in this empty seem- store? Seemingly everything in the town. He owns this. He runs this place. Wherever we are geographically, he fucking owns I'm, it. That's I keep, you mean. can't keep making jokes about where we are because I've explained we're in Puget Sound. You were times. wrong the first time. The next thing no, I know, I was, in, I the, was, in the next fifteen minutes, you're going to tell me that we're in fucking Canada. I no, we I don't knew, know. I knew. I knew we were in Puget Sound. I just didn't know where Puget Sound was. That's you're not a reputable a, source anymore. I'm that's not fair. convinced. All right. But so he's like, what should we put in the store? And she's like, uh, cupcakes. And he's like, you're my number one advisor. She's like, that'll give it a class factor, a glam factor. I'm like, really? Will it? Cupcakes? Another thing that is so 2005. Like, what, mm-hmm. when was this movie written? I don't, I, I don't know, dog. Um, but so I immediately asked the question, where is her mom? We'll get into it. Oh, will we ever get into it? And so it? then then she asks him, by the way, I need to talk to your marketing people. I need them to make me all posters and buttons and signs uh, for to run for Blossom Queen. And he's like, no, I'm not going to let you do that. You'll figure it out. You're a smart kid. Uh, and she's like, oh, okay, cool. 
And then we cut to Josh, who works in a cell phone, cell phone store, store like a in the mall. Mask. But also, it looks like it's out of 2005. Every yes. store, every phone in there is like a flip phone. It looks super cheaply well, done. I feel like, like somebody it, was shot in 2005 and then just sat on a shelf for a long time. I mean, I know that's not possible because of like her, her, their ages, but like something, or like someone wrote it in 2005 and it just sat there until they made it. I don't know. I just know that it's very dated feeling. Also, a thing that happens in this scene is that he sees Amy walk by in an apron, and they do this thing where they every like, time slow the he ca- sees Amy, it's slow they, down. they slow the, they slow the camera down and like play like ah oh, like the most over the top thing. But also, I thought they were going to address the fact that Amy works in the mall at some point. Never comes up again. Never. Uh, they work in the same mall, and we never we never see no. it again. But so then Dylan is standing in front of her fount- a fountain with Hannah and Lola. And I immediately said, oh, she's going to fall on that fountain. That does not happen. I was wrong. What they do is they have her be like posing for a photo or checking her phone. I don't remember. And then a bee comes up and then she's like, oh. And she starts like swatting at the bee. She's like, oh, God, get out of here. Blah, 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 blah. And then like she throws her purse up and, it la- and that lands in the fountain. She's like, oh, God, my purse. Please, someone help. Help. Call 911. And she's just shouting for like a solid like. Way too long. Let's just say yes. that. And and Josh sees this and he's like, oh, I know what to do. And so he runs out of his store and he like takes his shoes off and he goes down to the fountain. And he just like starts walking to the fountain. And then the girls are like, Oh, it's that. Why did he take before. his shoes off? What is the? Because he only has one pair of shoes and he doesn't want to. Oh go my god! They're like Converse. Like who they the are. fuck cares? Uh, well, if they're your only pair of shoes, Emma. Uh, but so he goes to the fountain and he gets the bag out. It lasts like a solid five minutes. It's but. so unnecessarily long, but also like they stretch it out and like in the way that they do it to stretch it out, like to make it like go longer. But they make Josh look like the most incompetent person alive, like trying to just pick a bag out of the water. It almost feels like those, um, like infomercials where people are just like dropping shit and spilling like to advertise like as seen on TV products like just reach in and grab the purse like use your two hands reach down grab it he's like dropping it it's floating away like it's not that hard and it, he like to stretch out this sequence they make it look like he cannot do the simplest of tasks i think what they're trying to go for is that like he doesn't want to get too wet and like there's you know like jets shooting up and he's trying not to get in them but they like yeah you're right it's very very bad and so then he gets the purse and he gives it to him and there is generally a good joke where he sets the purse down on like the side of the fountain next in between his two shoes and she's like oh my gosh and then she's just like gross and then shoves his shoes into the fountain into the fountain and he grabs the purse i thought that was funny and he's just like and she doesn't even say thank you she just walks right away uh, and then he's like, seriously? And he goes he goes to find her, he's still soaking wet, and he's like, hey, listen, I want you to be the subject for my documentary for the film festival. All about, you know, like, you mm-hmm. and being popular and being, like, your campaign to be Blossom Queen. And she's like, oh my gosh, this is perfect, it'll be the perfect edge I have to edge out Nicole, because she's, you know... She's got, like, the whole football team on her side, but I've got a movie being made about me. Perfect, perfect, perfect. All right, yeah. meet me for lunch. She's a, she's very quickly turned on to the idea. It's very fast. She's like, okay, meet me at for lunch tomorrow, and we'll start shooting then. Cool. And he's like, all right, great. And then they do, like, this juxtaposition of them each going home. Okay, and- first of all, Dylan's house is batshit insane. 
Yeah. It has a real, like, Asian architecture yes. vibe. The whole, the first, like, I don't know, I've seen this movie before, I did not remember this about the house, but, like, it is, like, so, super, like, modern and crazy looking, like, the whole, the front door is, like, a circle, like, the whole front door is, this, it's not even, like, a normal door, it's a massive circle, it's, like, supposed to look, like, really, like, minimalist, but it just looks like the place, like, a supervillain would live, like, A little normally. bit, yeah. I could, I could see, like, our heroes storming this house and being attacked by ninjas or whatever. It's so weird. I was like, this is bizarre. But so she comes home, and she's got all her shopping bags, and she's like, Marta, I need help carrying. And there's nobody responding. She's just walking around this empty house. And then there's a little, uh, there's a little uh, note. It's like, oh, I went to the dentist. Uh, food, dinner's in the fridge. Immediately from that, I knew Marta was not going to make an appearance in this film. I did not. Um, I kept waiting for her to show up, honestly. No, I was waiting for Marta. You think they're going to pay an actress, Emma? You think they're going to throw some more money out? Anyway, so then she eats her dinner very sadly and just kind of by herself. And then she goes and starts working on her homework. But then she gets a notification from not Facebook like, oh, yeah, like fa- fake Facebook. It's like, fa- they call it, like, the Woodlands Academy Student Online Yearbook or something. It's Facebook, but they couldn't do so Facebook. So she gets a Facebook notification. That Amy has posted a picture of them. And it's a picture of them in the second grade when they used to be friends. When like, they, like, them a as science fair or something? Yes, I yes. don't remember. And then she gets all sad, and she's like, why would she do that? Blah, blah, blah. And then I was like... What is she, like? Why do you care? Like, I get that. Who the, the picture, fuck cares? Yeah. But then here's what happens, folks. She she cut. We cut to her in vlog, and uh, she goes, "My mom took that picture, and here it is, ladies." Guess and what gentlemen. happened to the mom? I bet you guys know. I bet you guys can guess. The mom is dead. <laughs> yep, she is dead, and we cut to Dylan sitting over a box with a pink dress in it that's got photos of the mom just like holding it and stiffing it. She's like, my mom died when I was in like third grade. I miss her a lot. And I, and first of all, the second I saw the dress, I was like, okay, so she's going to wear that at the end. She's going to wear it at the end. And the mom used to be the boss and clean. That's why she actually cares about it. Calling that shot now. And I slam dunked it. Uh, I actually will admit, I, I, Sarah Hyland, this script is terrible. Sarah, Sarah Hyland is a, doing a great not job. A terrible actress. They are she's doing the best with what she is given, yeah. and when and she, she is at her best when there is no dialogue because the dialogue is so terrible. But so, but like the actual scene where she was holding the dress and like smelling it, like putting it to her face, I started crying a little bit because it was really cute. I will give the Disney Channel credit that this dead parent actually has a purpose in the plot of the story. They're not just dead to be dead. Like, they're not just, like, dead and, like, that's, like, an excuse for them not being around. This dead mom is, like, informing her character and the character's yes. motivations, which is and then, nice and refreshing. Come. Yes. But, like, yeah, it's not like Johnny Tsunami or Ultimate Christmas Present where it's just, like, hard left turned for no reason. Dead parent. All right, back to the story. It is there a part a of what's happening. a dead parent in Johnny Tsunami. What are you talking yes, there about? Is. Yes, there is. Uh, Jet Jackson's mom is dead. And oh, the second... oh, oh, I thought you were... I was thinking of the Tsunami family. No, 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 no. They walk into his house and yes. he's like, cool, where's your mom? And he's like, oh, dead. my mom died a couple years ago. And we just pan over to a picture of the three of them and it's never referenced again. That was the best dead mom reveal in quite some time. No, 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 no. Ultimate Christmas present was better. Where it's just completely yes. out of left field that Brandon Song's parents and were dead. Never, that one was and better. never touched upon again. No, that one was better. Uh, and by better, I mean worse. She's crying over the she, she's crying over the dress, and then we cut to Josh 
uh, pulling up to his house in his crappy car. D- Dylan has a BMW that says Dillish on the license plate. Which, I wrote that down as well, which bummed yeah, me out thing. beyond belief. That's a thing. But so this is for this is what I'm saying. She also refers to it as the Delish Mobile. Multiple she does. Times. She does do it. But uh, this is what I'm saying is that Josh is kind of tried to be painted as being poor because he's got a crappy car and he only has one pair of shoes or whatever. But his house is really nice. Like it's they a live in a very home. They live in a very nice house. And he goes in and we meet his mom and his dog, who is a g- massive the Great Dane. The dog's name is Mouse, which is a joke. Yeah, it's a joke. Massive Great Dane. Um... Yeah. Right. Uh, but the mom, I really like the mom. In this I like movie. this mom a lot. I like this she's mom a fun lot. and she's like cracking jokes or whatever. And she has like this through line where she's taking a bunch of cooking classes. She's post divorce. She like got divorced yeah. and is now like trying to find herself via. Cooking yeah, that's classes. that's the other thing is we don't see his dad, but we learn in a couple scenes that they got divorced and they address it multiple times. And his dad so, lives in San Diego. San Francisco. San Diego. And no. San Francisco. San Diego. You Frisk, stupid it's Frisco. fuck. It's Frisco. No, it's... I wrote it down. It's I Frisco. wrote down San Diego. I'm it's Netflixing not it now. Wrong. I'm not wrong. It's San Diego. Gonna pull it up right now, you son of a bitch. I you know this. illiterate fuck. I'm telling you right now, it is San Diego. I'm doing this. I'm I hope you it. fucking do. So he I'm goes home. His mom is like, she was making like a sushi making class, and like there's a bunch of gags. Yeah, of like they do, her, her they food do the being thing terrible. where it's like, oh, let's just call for him for pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what does your dad do? He owns a bunch of real estate around town, so he's either always working or hanging with his girlfriend. Yeah, my dad lives in San Diego. Damn it! Thank you, son of a bitch. But suck it. <laughs> suck it. Damn it. I haven't felt this vindicated in a long time. It Damn has, it. This is the only thing that brings me joy is being right about this. I told you it was San Diego. It's all right. I, I, did, this, I did the same thing. I did this thing in uh, 13th year, and I was proven right then. So I'll give you this one. I, I need to get a little and, piece of the, this school. Yeah, you, anyway. Yeah, so we meet the mom. Blah, 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 blah. He throws his shoes in the dryer. She puts her purse in the dryer or whatever. We cut to school the next day, and he... Uh, I was talking to her, like, all right, you ready to get started? And she's like, okay, ground rules. You, like, can only shoot me from my good side. You can't hang out with me outside of filming hours, blah, 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 blah. And then he goes, are you always this high maintenance? Obviously for the trailer. Yes. And then she's like, all right, here, take this and go uh, put my food down, and then we'll start filming. And he's like, okay. So then he goes to sit down at his film table, and he's like, tells him, like, yeah, I'm doing this thing about popularity with Dylan. It's a real pain in the ass, but whatever and then she's like hey what are you doing and he's like what she's like i told you to put my food down and he's like on the ramp she's like yeah where else would i eat and this is actually a really funny scene where he like stands up to oh, go over to the ramp and like, and they, like block everybody him. Every, everybody in the lunchroom gasps and it's like oh, he's approaching the ramp and then these two dudes stand up each wearing identical polo shirts and then they're just like, mm, start like mean mugging him. And then he's like, I'm, I'm with her. Like he starts like pointing to her and she's like, yeah, come on. He's like, we're making a movie. Really sorry. And I was just like, this is actually genuinely really funny. I, I liked what they did. Again, the ramp is a fun part of this. Movie. I like the ramp and I like the idea that it would be bizarre if someone just, just like got a wild hair on their ass and like decided to sit there. And like, that's like what this is. It's like, oh my God, like he can't go up there even though like there's no rules. Then like she's like, no, he's with me and waves him onto the ramp and they're going to start shooting her movie. Like interviewing interviewing her at lunch. This is where mm-hmm. I made the note that you don't need a statement scarf and a necklace at the exact same time. No, yeah, none of those okay. things need to exist. Yeah, because she. So he starts asking her some questions of being like, "So why do you want to be Blossom Queen?" And she's like, "Uh, 
I am Blossom Queen or whatever. But it's like, I, it's like a symbol of popularity. He's like, well, why do you care? You're already popular, which is a good point. And she's like, well, she has this whole metaphor where it's like, you know, the, well, the number one lemonade company doesn't need to advertise. They're already number one, but they do it anyway in order to, to stay, stay number, number one. one. I, that was a good point. That was a good that's point. A good, that's a good metaphor. But then she says, like, she wants to be the most popular person at Woodlands Academy ever. And I don't know what that means. She's like, I want to be more popular than anyone else has ever been before. And this is kind of something we were talking about earlier. Where like in this movie, they talk about popularity like it's like um, a physical, tangible yes, thing. Yes, yes, it's like not. Where it's like it's you, not. Where it's you not can like have capital. It. Like, and then, yeah, it's. I don't know who decided that that's how they would breach this topic. They talk about it like, like it's a football, like it's like passed and like held on. Like it's not. It's that's not how that works. Or it's like you have like a reserve of popularity, and then like. Yeah, it's a very strange thing they're trying to do. And she also says it's like the gateway to lifelong popularity, which again, I don't know what that means. What is like, lifelong popularity? I, I don't, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like you weren't. It's, it's first of all, it's not lifelong because you weren't popular in like second grade or whatever because you were chilling with Amy. So yeah, I don't get what guitar that means. girl. Yeah, but so then they go after doing some filming there. Uh, well, Asher shows up, right? Or is that? Yeah, and he's pissed that Josh is on the ramp with them. He's like a massive dick about Josh being there, and that's basically it. And then we cut. So yeah, Asher shows up, he's all pissed off, whatever. Then she's, he's like, well, do you do it? He's, he's like, so what makes you think you should be blessed? And she's like, oh, I give back to the community. I have a charity, Fashion Victims. And she like goes over to her friends. This friend is, is so like, annoying. This is Regina George also. Yeah, he's like, oh, this scarf makes you look bad. Here, take my scarf. See, I sacrificed my fashion for hers or something. Also, like you didn't need that scarf because you were wearing a fucking six necklaces. You don't need that many things around your neck. God, sorry, I'm getting frustrated. Right. But so then they go to the mall and he's like, you do this every day after school? And she's like, yep. I always go shopping every day after school, which is insane. How rich is her dad? Like, that's my question. How rich know. is this dude? Because she seems to be burning money, like lighting it on fire. Crazy rich. Yeah, definitely. And she's like, just going through a line of shoes being like, have it, have it, hate it, hate it, hate it, have it, have it, have it. And he's like... At one point, she shoes? also references having a shoe, pair of shoes for every single day of the year. Yep. She, he, says, he says, how many shoes do you need? And she's like, one for every day of the year. Uh, and he's like, That's she's like how crazy. Many shoes? It's absolutely insane. And she's like, how many shoes do you, pairs of shoes do you have? And he's like, you're looking at them. And, uh, and it's the gross sketchers that got thrown in the... They're not sketchers, they're no, converse. No, con- converse, excuse me. He's out here wearing, like, sketchers shape-ups? No, they're converse. <laughs> and again, this is he's kind of supposed to be poor, question mark? I don't know. They never really see that through, and so we're a little in the dark with that. And then, so then he, he, she asks some more questions about popularity in general, being like, so how do you get popular? And he's, she's like, it comes... There's a lot of ways. Like, Hannah and Lola's popularity comes from me. That's why they're always competing to be my best friend. She says this in front of Hannah and Lola. They're, they're right behind her. They're right behind which her. Which is not something any human would ever do, ever, is just say something like that in front of the people you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Another thing that he asks her is, like, uh, about the levels of popularity, which is a weird question where he's like, because he asked her about Nicole, who's running against her, and she's like, well, you know, there are different levels to popularity. There's cheerleader popularity, and there's girl in a band popularity. I'm, like, goddess popularity, or whatever she says. I don't remember what she says. Yeah, I thought this was, like, very bizarre, and something that, like, doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. 
mainly because popularity is such a big thing in this movie, and I can never nail down that Guitar Girl's popularity. Like, he has a massive crush on her, and she's, like, out of his league, but she's considered a loser to Dylan. Like, it doesn't line up for, like, where she's supposed to be in the social strata. Like, I don't get it. No, it doesn't really match. Uh, and then he's like, so the populars only hang with populars? And she's like, well, yeah, it's easier that way. Cats don't hang with dogs. Cats don't hang with dogs. Uh, it's like, that way there's no misunderstandings. Like, if we hung out outside of making this movie, you might get the wrong idea and ask me out. Foreshadowing! Heavy foreshadowing. This movie is so heavy-handed with its popularity shit. Like, I wish they just, like, naturally, like, had them come together and, like, like each other instead of, like, hitting us over the fucking head with this, like, cats don't hang with dogs. You can't ask me out because I'm popular. Like, we get that. You don't need to, like, call it out in every single line of dialogue. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I totally get what you're saying. It's very dumb. So then he takes the footage home to his mom, and she's like, oh, she seems like a lot. He's like, yeah, I wanted her to be, I wanted my film to be a challenge, but I'm starting to think it might be too much of a challenge. He's like, well, stay out, you'll be fine. So then I believe we cut to the beach party, right? Yeah. Uh, so we'll, let's take a break, and then we'll come back and do the beach, par- the, uh, beach party. Okay? okay, awesome. We'll be back in a second, folks. Bye. Hey, princess, in a white dress, Chuck Taylor's obsessed want to see you so when can we hang out hey princess in a contest you're the queen and you own the rest someday we're gonna take the crown Alright, so then Josh rolls up to the beach, and it's, like, they say it's a beach party, but it's very clearly just a beach volleyball game that Asher's playing. Yes. And she invited him to, you know, get some outdoor shots or whatever, and for some reason he brought along Ari and Steven, the two nerds, not the girl nerd, because she doesn't have a name, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and we barely see her. And so then... He, they, he's like, you know, filming, and then there's some dumb interludes with the guys, like, trying to hit on girls or, like, trying to eat a sandwich on the beach. It's very stupid. This was a lot of dumb comedy that just took up space with, like, the film mm-hmm. with nerds trying to be outside and, like, not doing well at it. Yeah. They're like, we want to go somewhere dark, like a movie theater. I'm like, uh, okay, yeah. sorry you can't be in the sun. It was such a weird yeah, trait and then to he- give them. Yeah, and he and Dylan have a thing where it's a talk where it's like, he's like, sorry, we had to get directions. Like, you don't know where the beach is? And he's like, no, I don't come here that often. He's like, everybody likes the beach. And he's like, not everyone likes the same things you do, Dylan. Again, kind of obviously for the trailer. So he's filming whatever. And then for some reason, Amy is also there. Picking uh, up trash. Picking, picking up trash. trash. Just Because she, just like, loves not? the environment and shit. She's just grabbing yeah. trash. Also, I didn't bring this up in part one, but Amy has a very fun last name. It's Amy Lubalu. I literally <laughs> wrote that down. That was my next note. Look, I go, what the fuck is Amy's last name? Lubalu? Uh, Lubalu. It's so fun Lubaloo? to say. Lubalu? Is that what it really it's is? A, 
It's, it's, but yeah, it's really fun to say. I'll try and see if I can find a clip of someone saying it and put it in. Yeah, there's no real music in this one, so can we just edit in a clip of someone saying her la- first and last name? Because I thought I was hearing things. I was like, is her last name really Lubaloo? I don't know, but it's so fun. They're always like, please, you've been trying to ask out Amy Lubaloo for like three months. Also, and it's like, like, it sounds like they're just saying nonsense. You've been crushing on Amy Lubaloo since third grade. It sounds like like accidentally like their cat ran across the keyboard when they were typing that last name and then they just like kept it i mean to me it sounded like they're trying to make like a war but like a loo, 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 like that like some kind of noise oh like my that. god like, but also like with this it's so funny because like i feel like people in this movie except for the men weirdly like asher and josh because i don't even know josh's last name but uh dylan showed Josh Rosen. Dylan Schoenfield and Amy Lubalu are constantly referred to by their first and last names yeah, together, which definitely. is like, we get it. We know their name. We've, we addressed this. Also, in the speech party, I made the note, if I see one more fedora, I'm turning this off. Oh, I yeah. This is, this, is the, on this. This, this is why uh, I was expecting a fashion corner from you, because there are so many goddamn fedoras oh, and, f- and Everyone's wearing a fucking and fedora. And newsboy caps. It's ridiculous. And it's not just like losers are wearing the fedora. She's wearing fedoras. Dylan Schofield's in a fedora. Random beachgoers are in fedoras. He gets made over and she puts on him a fedora. Like a fedora. Everyone is in fedoras. Constantly. In the year of our lord 2011. Fedora's I, all around. I freaked out. I was like, I can't look at this anymore. It's Yeah, but you didn't, again, you didn't follow through. Uh, but so he talks to her and then Dylan just nails him with a volleyball being like, hey, hello, shoot me, make my movie. And he's, she's like, oh, hey, Dylan, how, how are you doing? She's like, I'd be doing better if strangers didn't tag me online. In random photos online. Yeah, you, you can't see that audience, but I just did a Z snap. Uh, and then she's like, I thought we used to be friends. We're not strangers. She's like, yeah, whatever. Come on, let's go make this movie. Um, and there's also a scene where Asher's just a dick to her where he's like, yeah, get me water. But we're two points down, Dylan. Like, I hate this freaking asshole. In this stupid wreck volleyball game that is unclear why we're even playing it. Right. And so he just does some shots of her, like, motioning on the beach, being like, oh, are you getting my good side? Ha 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 ha. This is whimsical. The wind is blowing in my face. Uh, and then they win the volleyball thing, and then he's like, I'm going out with my boys. And the emphasis man, that is put on the phrase, my boys, yeah. is crazy here. He's like, I'm going out with my boys. I'm like, oh my god. And here's a little hot tip. Any man who uses the phrase, my boys, unironically, should be shot. Flag. Should be Red shot. flag, ladies and men, whoever. Red flag. Asher sucks. She, so her friends also abandon her to go to the pizza place. She's just like, oh, well, shucks. And then when her car gets towed, because apparently, even though she has more money than God, she can't pay her clothes, parking tickets. She can't pay her goddamn parking tickets. That's also like, that's clueless. This is clueless. You're just taking Oh, does this happen? Clueless. Yes. Does this happen to clueless? Oh, I haven't seen clueless still. Uh, and I feel like we've referenced before the fact that I have not seen Clueless. Can you just watch Clueless? Because Disney Channel I have a lot going on. Clearly borrowing from it in multiple movies if this is the second time we've had to bring it up. Just watch it. I should watch Clueless at some point. Uh, but so... I, but she also implies that she doesn't know what parking tickets are, which is insanity. Yeah. So she's like, in she's what like, alternate universe do you not know what a parking ticket is? She's just like, you know, those little flyers they put on your windshield, and he's like, they're not like coupons, confetti or, or whatever. Or yeah, and like we're supposed, they kind of do this thing where it's like Dylan's pretending to be stupid, so this doesn't make any sense why she doesn't know what a parking ticket is. It's not, but that's 
not like a that's not like a smart thing. That's like a is this your first time on planet Earth? You don't know what a fucking parking ticket that's, is. It's this is yeah, like, who wrote this and why would this ever be a line of dialogue? You're right. Yeah, but then Josh rolls up and he she's like, surely you have a car, right? And he's like, yeah, sure, I'll give you a ride. And so they go into his crappy car, and she's of course disgusted. And he's and she like and a hides bitch. from like, people it, who so walk He's giving past. you a ride, yeah. and like not everyone is rich, you asshole. Right, but she's a horrible person at this point in the film, Emma. This is all this all tracks. Um, and oh, so okay. then he he like tries to start the car, and it doesn't start, and starts like sputtering or whatever. And then it's just like smoking, and she's like freaky guys, and he's like, ah, we're gonna have to find a gas station, and she's like. Uh, we and he's like fine you can stay with the car and she's like oh I will not be caught dead in this dead. car I can't sit here and then so they start walking and then they get into it she like somehow twists her ankle which, this is so, so has, convoluted it, it's she has really no reason dumb. to twist her ankle she's walking down a straight street she is wearing as she is throughout this entire movie six inch heels as a 16 year old girl which is batshit insane to begin with but she's just walking down the sidewalk and somehow I was like oh my god I, she literally I have a note here about it hold on one second she literally goes like I think it might be broken and I'm like uh, in what universe would how the fuck would your ankle be broken you barely tripped but so then he has to carry her for a bit but then he's just like you know what screw this you've been a total diva to me I'm just trying to make she also has this thing where she always refers to it as my movie and he's like it's my movie I'm the director you're just in it or whatever it's very dumb I will say the the fight that they get into right here was crazy to me. Be like, like diva is not that offensive of a term. She makes it sound like he has just called her the worst name in the whole world, and like the term that he calls her is diva. It's almost yeah. like they wrote this fo- this fight about like him calling her a bitch or something, and like they couldn't say that on Disney Channel, so they like are like, what's another word that could be like bitch? And they're like, uh. Diva. And it, so it just sounds insane. Like you would never get this mad at someone for calling you a diva. Right. I thought what would have made more sense is if the friends had said before she goes into drama queen mode and he called her like a drama queen or something. And that had been the word that she hates or something because the yeah. friends had set that up being like, oh, but she hates being called a drama queen or something like that. Yeah. Just a little or bit whatever. of setup would have been nice. Had someone just like dropped something that would have made this make a, a little bit of sense, I would have appreciated it, but nevertheless, right. but so then, th- then they agree that they're not that to give up on the movie. She quits and he fires her, and he and she fires him, and he quits. It's a whatever, um, and then he just ditches her and is like, "All right, have fun taking the bus because you're not getting a ride home anymore." Which I thought was pretty, pretty like I feel like that wouldn't happen in a lot of his general Roger movies that he yeah, just like, abandons her. Yeah, he's like, "Take the bus." Like I thought he was gonna have a change of heart and like take her back, but like nope, nope she's, she's riding she, the bus. She, Somehow she gets home. We don't really know. I guess it was the bus. But then we got to school the next day and she has to like give a speech in front of everybody about why she should be Blossom Queen, like to campaign. She throws some candy at people being like, here, it should be Blossom Queen, should be someone sweet and throws candy at the audience. And then Nicole comes up and is like, oh, hey, listen, I'm the real Blossom Queen. And here's how you know, here's free cupcakes for everyone. And she has like, she has the football players all like serve cupcakes to people and she's like oh no this is bad people are really into this she's basically getting out out performed by nicole patterson and the football team because and now that and then her friends are like well you still have the movie right and she's like oh yeah the movie i mean i kind of fired him and then he's like and we got to him being like oh yeah it's not gonna work out it's too much of a challenge i'm sure there's plenty of time 
to I'm sure I still have time to change my documentary subject. And then we cut to him talking to the the teacher, being like, "There's no time to change your documentary subject. Yeah. You have to. You have to." It was. Do an, this I liked time. it. That was like smash. That was like a nice yeah. smash cut. Where he's like, "Surely there's time." And then the next cut is. It just goes, uh, there's not enough time for you to change your documentary. It's a Scottish teacher, like, lays down the law. That was a nice yeah. edit. So you, so you have to basically drop out, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, it sucks that our school is not going to be represented at the film festival. Whatever. So here's where this movie stops making sense. Yeah. Is she is like, okay, I have to get Josh to work with me again. So she steals this pamphlet from the girl film geeks uh, bag that says there's, like, a film club field trip to go see... Flight of the Navigator. This was so convoluted. She, like, takes a flyer out of the girl that's that his groupie's bag mm-hmm. to go about, and it's a field trip after school for the film club. To see a science fiction film, which Disney, I think Disney was just like, hey, what movies do we own that, like, a film geek would kind of be into, but that we can't, that we don't want to, like, actually show or whatever? It's like, eh, Flight of the Navigator, who cares? I didn't uh, realize this was a real movie. Is this a real it's movie? It's a real this is a real movie and they have the poster for it and it's it's a real Disney movie from like the eighties. I got it. Uh and so I was actually surprised. I was like, oh they did a real movie. But something that's funny is so then it cuts to them in line to see this movie, and they're talking about people who've played Dracula, and they reference Frank Langella has played Dracula and he was Mystic Max. In uh, now you see it, and I thought that was so funny. Like I can't what? just yeah, that happens. They mentioned Frank Langella because he played Dracula at some point, I guess. I remember, I rem- I remember the Dracula conversation a hundred and ten percent. I fully remember the Dracula conversation because then then this kid gets to flex on his muscles and do a mediocre fucking Christopher Walken impression, the ginger kid. That's the. Mm-hmm. A Million Tropes in One. He gets to flex muscles and does a Christopher Walken as Dracula impression, which I was like, why is this something that we're watching? And also, like, did they have to make sure the actor could do this before they booked him? But I I did not realize they call out Frank Langella in that. They do, and I thought that was so funny. Uh, Because, again, he's, like, a notable actor. Uh, But so then she just, like, walks up, and she's supposed to be wearing, like normal clothes, I guess. It still isn't normal. She, it's I don't still know too much. It's a lot. She walks up, she's like, I'm just with you. He's like, you like science fiction? And she's like, yeah, fiction, science, what's not to like? So they go yeah, to the movie. Yeah, that was a good line. And they go and see the movie, and we don't really get her, like, reaction to it in any way, shape, or form, because it just cuts to, like, them at a coffee shop after. Um, and then they're talking, and the, the other film geeks are upset that she's, like, horning in on their field trip, and the girl even is even like, I'm supposed to be the only girl. And I was like, don't be self-sexist, girl in film club. Girls, there could be plenty of girls in film the club. The fact that we have to call her girl in film club because she doesn't have a name is truly yeah. says more about this than anything could. Yeah, and then they're like, she's clearly just trying to get to you or something. Like, look at her. What's with the new look? And I was like, she doesn't look She doesn't look any different. Her no, hair is like pinned happening. up and she's wearing like a leather jacket, but still a crazy top and like massive heels. She doesn't look any, like, real amount dialed down. She still looks crazy. And then they have her, they're, like, talking about the movie, and it's like, I don't, it doesn't make sense that he wouldn't have aged in the space travel. And then she's like, well, according to Einstein's relativity, Oh, my God. And then they all just, like, look at her, and it's like, all right, cool. So then the He basically solves this math problem about, like, how, like, age wouldn't show up because of light years and math or whatever. And it's another showcase of, like, her being smart, which is, like, again, something we're supposed to know about her, but then it doesn't pay off. 
No. And then it cuts to them just like walking from the movie theater. He's like, oh, so you know about like science or whatever. And she's like, mm, only nerds get A's or whatever. And this is something I've never understood. First of all, we're going to find out later that she does get A's on stuff. That's literally a thing we see later. Yeah, I've we never see gotten it. The, I've never gotten the whole secretly smart trope. Where, like, oh, I'm, you know, the popular girl, but also I do really good in school, but I guess I just don't tell anyone. Like, I feel like people would know, like, your friends would know what you're getting on tests. Like, you, that's a hard secret to keep, I feel like. I don't know. Yes. But it only, make, it only makes sense if you're doing, like, the Mean Girls thing where, like, Katie was specifically doing bad on purpose in order to get uh, the guy. But it just, it doesn't track in this scene. No. And then... And then he, like, give, wants to, he says, like, yeah, I'll give you a ride home because, you know, you get your car got towed or whatever. And then she's like, you know, I was thinking I could rehire you to my movie. And then he's like, yeah, all right, we, I, I'll, we can do the movie again. We were kind of being mean about it, whatever. Because, again, he needs her, too. Because he had to, otherwise he'll have to, dry, otherwise he's dropped Yeah, he can't change his subject now, or he, so he needs her, it's like a, it's for both of them, right? They both yeah, yeah. realize. She, she still needs the movie in order to be Blossom Queen, and she still needs the movie in order to go to Hollywood Film Camp. So I was like, okay, great, we're back on track. The term, the Hollywood Film Camp, still cracks me up. It's yeah, so generic. It's, it's super generic. But so then we roll up into her house, and then she's like, hey, so then she's like, hey, do you want to come in for a little bit? And hang out? And I was like, why is this suddenly your prerogative? Why are you trying to be friends with him now? I didn't like, even nothing, think about that, but you're so right. All of a sudden, no, now she's nothing, open. Nothing has changed in her character. Are we to believe, like, the movie changed her? Like, the seeing the movie with him was like... I, I don't think so. But it's just like, nothing has happened to you that made you want to be friends with him or anything. Like, you just needed him to agree to do the movie again. And he did that. So why are you trying to hang out with him now? I didn't even think about that, but you are very right. It's, it's I don't such understand a conf- why it's this a confusing shift. shift. Is, it, it doesn't make any sense that like now, oh, now I'm gonna be like a normal person or something. And this is this is the scene where he asks her about her mom, and she's like, oh, my mom died when I was young, and my dad uh, is always busy with work because he you know owns the mall. And don't forget about his girlfriend Amber. Or I think about a Amber time. a lot. I think about Amber a lot, apparently. I wrote a lot of Amber uh, Cedric notes, but the a funny thing about this scene to me, just the only thing that I wrote down that's worthwhile calling out is that, like, yeah, they kind of talk about the fact that his, again, like, his dad lives in San Diego, and her uh. mom is dead, and whatever. They're both a little, you know, broken. And But there is a point where he's setting up a shot in the living room, and yes. he looks at a photo that's hanging up in their living room displayed as like framed picture and it's the mom as blossom queen and she's i guess in the kitchen at this point or something well and also let's not skip over the extended sequence of her making and everything thing, but, but the, the kitchen, kitchen saying sunday which is it was sunday which is just her take another crack at saying the word sunday emma I, everything but the kitchen saying sunday i don't know why i mess that up but yeah. it, that is a very long scene, and she just—I think it was supposed to make her look like cute and relatable, and like someone who eats food. I don't know what the point of that was. It's very stupid, but yeah. Then he starts like set this shot up and zooms in. And so he so he like, zooms in on the picture. But then this is the craziest part of the scene. She the, again, we're like this dialogue makes no sense. She's like Snoop much, and mm-hmm. it like walks in, and I was like Snoop. He's looking at a picture that's. In your house. It's not like he's, like, yeah. digging through your drawers or, like, went looked underneath your bed. Like, that's just a framed picture in the room that you've invited him into. Like, what? he's not snooping. It, yeah, you're right. It was very strange. 
I, I agree. And I had that written down too. Oh, also we had a line that we missed where she, he says, I didn't know you had such a big brain under that pretty little head of yours. Oh, and that she's, was weird. And, that and was then so she's, weird. And then, she goes, and then she goes, you really? You think I'm pretty? And he's like, yeah, doesn't everybody? And I was like, wait, why are you admitting that she's pretty? What? I, That's what I'm saying. This gear shift to them suddenly starting to be friends and liking each other is so weird. It's out of nowhere. Oh my god, I forgot about that line. That was, it was like, something a weird, like, dad would say, where he's like, in that pretty little head of yours. I was like, what the fuck? I, it's bad. Um, but yeah, so then this is the, so then they, she gives the whole exposition. My parents met at the, uh, spring dance, and my mom was Blossom Queen back in also, the old in days. What, how did that happen? They went to the same high school. How did I wrote that school? down too! How did you not, like, I get, you're not gonna be friends with everybody you went to high school with, but you had you to You would have, know like, who they are. Yeah, you had to know that they exist or something. Um, and then she's, but so then she talks like, yeah, that's, that's why I kinda wanna win Blossom Queen, cause I feel like we'd be connected, uh, for real or something. And I was like, how? What? Like, I, look, I get wanting to be Blossom Queen because your mom was. I get that. Makes sense. But why does that prove that you're still connected? Like, I don't of course know. you're it's still like she's connected. Following she's following in her mom's mom. footsteps. I guess that's what I say. Well, say that. Say I always wanted to be just like her, and being Blossom Queen is part of that, or something. Not just like it make me feel like we're connected. I was like, of course you're still connected. It's your dead mom. It's not what. Like, what are you talking about? That didn't bother me so much. I was like, oh, I get it. I was like, oh, that's uh, nice. That didn't really bother me. Uh, I guess whatever. Uh, but so then she says, you know what would really be good for the movie. Uh, doing a makeover and he's like she's like I want to make you over and he's like no let's not do that but then after this whole spiel he's like all right I'll do it let's you can make me over makeover montage number one number but it's two. a boy makeover montage yeah number two and it but it is the classic thing that I've always described in previous podcasts that I like where they like try on crazy things and then the person sitting there and they're like thumbs down no and then like they yeah, try they on one reasonable that. thing and they're like oh yeah Okay, so I said, number one, makeover montage. First of all, um, is this room in their house? This fucking showroom of hats and clothes? So here's the thing, though, is they have to be at a store, right? Because why would she have all these boy clothes? That's what I'm saying for a, for a 16-year-old boy. But it doesn't look like a store, and we don't see them going to a store. So where right. the fuck are they? It doesn't make any sense until they go to the hair salon. But, like, yeah, you're right. It, it doesn't give indication that they're in a store, but it has to be. I Like, it doesn't make any sense otherwise. But it, what store is that? It, it looks like a closet in her house, almost. I don't know. It, it, it's weird. And also, a part of this montage makeover is apparently teaching him how to jump rope and do yoga? Another part of this makeover is hats. Many, many, mm-hmm. many hats. Fedoras. Caps. I was like, why would he ever need this many hats? Like, just what in what universe? It, 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 it's a comical amount. She then takes him to a hair salon to get a haircut, and he had, like, a shaggy, like, you know, again, a haircut that was really cool in 2006, and it's 2011. Um, a shaggy, like, front-forward, like, Cole Sprouse and, like, later seasons Yeah, but you never saw life. it because he always had a beanie on. But he always had a beanie on. But they're gonna, she's gonna get him, like, you know, clean up, takes him get a haircut. Um, the re- end result of this haircut is fucking Elvis. He looks like Elvis. <laughs> Did <laughs> yes, you notice he, that? I, not really. I didn't think Elvis, but his hair is very high. He's wearing it very high. He looks high like a greaser. Outside. Or, like, the, one of the outsiders. It is a little bit. He, so he looks... high and, like, slicked back. 
His hair also just looks... I mean, his face also just looks different when he wears hairs like this. Like, it looks like it could have be a different person, I feel like. Like, it's yes. such a radical change. Then, uh, she... They're like... She gives him a pair of shoes, being like, Hey, now you'd only have one pair of shoes. Which is nice. I liked that. Uh, he's like, wow, that's so nice. Thanks. His acting is really bad in this scene. Um, also, you know what? In general... We try to say on this show, this person gives a bad performance. We don't want to call people bad actors because a lot of things can go into uh, Matt instances Prokop of bad Matt Prokop is acting. a bad actor. He's a bad actor. And I, and I understand why he has not gotten any work since because he yeah. sucks. Yes, and I'm okay saying that because he abused a person and I hate him. He threatened anyway, to kill a dog. I'm, sa- a I'm saying this in a wrong tone of voice. I'm saying it too chipper. I'm saying, That's screw fine. you. Screw you, Matt Prokop. You're a terrible actor, and I hope you never appear on the screen again. <laughs> anyway. And he probably so, will. So then he, she's like, oh, I have to, I'm supposed to go have dinner with my dad and his stupid girlfriend. Girlfriend Amber. And then he's like, oh, you know, my mom was going to make uh, some Indian food from her class if you wanted to come over. And she's like, no, I mean, I don't want to intrude. She's like, I, first of all, she goes, I love Indian food. And then he, she's like, no, you can come by. It's fine. And she's like, all right, I will. And so she just blows off her dad. And Amber. And, and Amber. Can't forget Amber. This is another one of the amazing plot lines they just, like, totally kind of drop. Is the fact that, like, she, like, seemingly... They introduce it out of nowhere that she hates her dad's girlfriend. And, like, and then and there's just one like, scene later that pays it off, and then that's it. Um, And then she's... And then they walk in the kitchen to meet the mom, and then he's like... And she's like, oh, hey, Josh, oh, my God, a girl! Like, you brought a girl home! And I was like, this is actually really funny, what they're doing. She, like, like asks to take a picture of them, doesn't she? Like, she's yeah, like, she's like oh, oh, she got... And he's like, no, don't, don't do that. Let's not do that, please. And then, yeah, so they all sit down to dinner, and she's like, oh, this is the best Indian food I've ever had. And she's like, really? Oh, thank you. This was batshit because... She's a bad cook! Okay, no, no, yeah, she's a bad cook, but, like, Sarah Hyland loves her cooking. No, not that. The fact that Sarah Hyland, after two scenes ago, learns that his dad lives in San Francisco, calls her by her name. San Diego! You got it wrong! (laughs) Damn it! God damn it! Oh my god, now you're in my head. No, San Diego, where the dad lives in San Diego, she, without even, like, asking, like, totally confidently calls her Mrs. Rosen. And I was like, in what universe would you not have the wherewithal to, like, maybe second-guess yourself on that? Because you know they're divorced. But, but yeah, but some divorced women keep the married name. That's not Yeah, some do, crazy. some don't. But, like, why would no, you no, just no, assume that you're going to hit it out of the park with this? And then she's like, I haven't been Mrs. Rosen in, like, three years. And I was like, uh, you can call me Sandy. I'm like, yeah, bitch. Like, maybe ask, like, what do I call call you or like ask josh i I just thought that was so weird it is weird you're right but it's i think they did it because they needed to remind us that the parents were divorced in case you forgot that's also a realistic situation like they're handling the one parent thing very realistically being like oh i haven't been mrs rosen in a couple years like i'm fine with that like they're doing kind of a good job with it i feel like at least but again also you bring this up a good point did you kind of get the feeling that because there's they each have only one parent that the parents were going to kind of hook up i always get that feeling in disney I know. Always feel like the parents are going to hook up. And I I know the dad has a girlfriend, but I was kind of like, I feel like something's going to happen. Yeah. Nothing does. And the girlfriend is meant to be a plot point. But I thought something was going to happen there. But no, nothing happens. Uh, But then, like, as the mom's cleaning up dinner, she just says out loud, so are you guys dating? Yeah. And then then I was like, whoa, Sandy. I think that's that's my problem with the earlier scene and with the the lady. Everyone just approaches some things so head on and, like, without, like, coming out of nowhere, like, so are you guys dating? And Mrs. Rose, like, I'm like, what, is anyone, like, going to tiptoe around any subject or are we just going (laughs) to plow right on through everything? I mean, it kind of fits with Sandy's character that she's, you know, kind of that, like, blunt fun mom i guess or she's just like embarrassing embarrassing mom is what i meant to say 
like that kind of embarrassing mom or whatever but it's just like she's like oh no 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 like i'm just you know we're just making the movie also he comes back in from taking the garbage out yeah they're washing the dishes sandy and sarah Holland are washing the dishes he takes the garbage out and they're chatting about how like they're not dating she actually has a boyfriend blah 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 but he's a great guy like he's kind of standing at the door when he comes back listening to them mm-hmm. and yeah. she comes again we come back to the th- the theme of snooping she goes were you spying on us and it's like he is like uh this is the line i wrote it down because it is so <laughs> unnatural and weird he goes uh girl talk gross. Gross. Like, what? How old are you? Seven? I don't know. I think it's maybe meant to be the fact that he's, like, kind of starting to talk like her, because that's brought up at one point. But, (laughs) but then we go to school the next day, and he is, like, nervous about walking in with his new look. Uh, And she's like, no, you're gonna do fine. Trust me. And he's like, alright, cool. And then, okay, every girl at this school makes Notices a point yes. to stop and be like, hey, Josh, see you in AP English waving. Like, these girls are all just immediately, is that a haircut? Mm, open for business. business. They like, are immediately on it. It's it's weird. I don't know. And what would they even show a girl, like, walking away who was, like, seemingly her boyfriend? They're, like, both leaning against, like, yeah, a wall. Yeah, I was I like, are that. you not They're dating leaning... that guy? And she's like, hey, no. Dylan, see you in AP yeah. English. I'm like, whoa, you're really risking it all just because he got a haircut. I guess, man. I don't know. I thought it was just going to be payoff with Amy, which does happen. Yeah. Uh, but, like, they make this point. Be like, every girl in school is ready, willing, and able to get down <laughs> on Josh. They are willing to serve. Willing to serve their uh, country. Um, and also, this is where I wrote down, is this why the movie's called Geek Charming? Because, like, he's supposed to look charming now? I, I really but struggled I, with what the I, name of this movie. Geek Charming, to me, reads as a play on Prince Charming. It is. It kind of is supposed to be that, especially at the end. By the way, uh... I think the fashion montage was set to set to a song called "Hey Princess" by All Star Weekends. Oh, that song I, was great. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna make that our interstitial because I don't know what else to put. Uh, but like, I think they they barely try and make this princess prince connection. Like they do it at the end too. Uh, but, but it's like dumb. It's dumb. There, there's no. He's not even the prince. He's not Blossom Prince. There's even a real crown. It's a flower. No, crown. Uh, it's it's stupid. But so then he goes uh, to sit down with her at lunch, and Asher rolls up and is like, hey, you missed my game. And also, okay, real quick, everybody now thinks that they're hanging out together all the time. Like, they apparently spent the weekend, like, you know, doing the makeover or whatever. I don't know. I don't care. But from the rest of this point on, everyone will be like, oh, I wanted to meet, like, the dad says, I wanted to meet the boy my daughter's spending they all spend the time They spend one with. weekend together. They, they spend, like, two non-consecutive days together. And, or they spend two, they spend two days together, just, like, hanging out, whatever. And everyone's saying it sounds like they have literally not spoken to another person in weeks. Yeah, and Astra's like, you missed my game. I had to get my own water. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, or whatever. And I was like, when, when did this even happen? This I don't know, when brought- was the game? We didn't even why, see that conflict. Why, why was the thing you brought up like oh i'm supposed to have dinner with my pa- my dad and his girlfriend not oh i'm supposed to go to asher's game you're that would so make a lot right. more sense you're so <laughs> right that and, would make and, so much more sense because that's yeah. the only thing that's actually brought up afterward and then that would actually you know be something that you could blow off without your dad being like hey why didn't you want to meet my girlfriend or whatever but uh, but so uh then she's like all right you should go talk to amy lubaloo uh, now that you're looking hot. <laughs> I laugh every time. It does not sound right, right, real or right. Are it we sure not. this is her name? It's her name. I'm, I'm telling you, man. 
Um, but so you should go talk to her. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go do it. And he just flat out asks her out. And keep in mind, he said earlier, this was our, at the beach, this is our first real conversation. They've had a single conversation. <laughs> and then he's just like, she's like, oh, my strategy band. She's like, see if it pays she, off. She's like, oh, my band is playing. You should call and bring a friend. He's like, actually, I was going to ask you. And she's like, you're going to ask me to my own band? Yes, he's like, you're no, going to bring just, me to my own show? That was and so I, awkward. And I, and I was like, no, I wanted to, you know, ask you out or something. And she's like, oh, you know, I'm free Saturday. Like, how about that? And he's like, sounds great. And I was like, you've had a single conversation with each other, apparently. Oh, you also missed the point where I immediately would say, his friends invite him. This is another thing that is oh, completely yeah, yeah. dropped. His uh-huh. friends invite him to what? Is it? It's like a math team something? A mathlete. It's like a mathlete scavenger hunt, I think? It's like three random words they match together to sound uh-huh. dirty, but it's like his friend's like, a mathlete scavenger hunt on Saturday. You meet there? He's like, yeah, I have no plans. Fifteen minutes later, he apparently <laughs> enters a fugue state of blackout and is asks Amy out on Saturday. And yep. I, But before that even happened, the minute they had this conversation, I was like, he's going to bail on these friends. I know exactly where this is going. This is literally Mean Girls. He's going to bail on the nerdy friends that have been there with him since day one. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert, that's exactly what happens because he asks yeah. Sonny. <laughs> he's he's got to get that lubaloo. What's all the hullabaloo about the lubaloo? <laughs> oh, that's, I like that. That's fun. That's playful. Um... So he's like, alright, cool, dope, great. Date Saturday, awesome. So then we cut to him at work, and they do this whole, like, Jaws thing as her dad approaches him. Where they're like playing like da 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 like that made no sense. He they like made it sound like he was like so ominous, but it doesn't pay off to anything because he's totally cool and like their best yeah, friends. And they've never met, and it's like you have no reason to think he's bad. Why would you anything. even know that that was her dad? You don't know. Or I guess if he saw pictures at her house, yeah, 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 you yeah. to assume that. But so maybe. he's like, oh, you know, I wanted to meet the man, like meet, meet the guy. Uh, my daughter's missing all her time. I was like, I'm really glad. I was never crazy about that Asher kid. Like, what kind of a name is Asher anyway? And I was like, finally, I someone's like speaking the truth. I was like, I like this dad. I like where he's going with this. And he's like, yeah, I mean, we're not really, like, because he thinks that he is her new boyfriend. Yeah. And he's like, well, we're not really, uh, you know, and then he, the dad's like, well, do you have dinner plans? And he's like, well, no, he says, when do you get off? And he's like, technically, sir, you own the mall, so whatever you okay. say I do. Okay, let's and touch on that that's, really quick. That's, that's not how, not how, how works. that works. That's not <laughs> The, the guy who owns the mall isn't in charge of, like, the stores inside, and especially not, like, yeah. their shift schedule. Your boss tells you when you get to leave at your individual cell phone store. He doesn't know the schedule of the cell phone store. He can't, like, tell you to go home no it's stupid and then he's like do you have dinner plans and he's like no and he's like you do now so then uh uh, dylan rolls up and is like sees his car outside of her house and is like huh and then she goes in and then uh josh is showing the dad metropolis for some reason like what was this this is an old film movie you it's uh, one of the it's one of like the most uh famous uh, movies in the in film history because it like did a bunch of crazy cool film techniques or whatever. It's a I'm in I'm in a I'm a film major. I know about these things. Okay. Uh, ha, ha. Uh, ha, ha. You uh, and fancy and bitch. He, I didn't get yeah, any point of yeah, this. Yeah. Well, I, so he's like, and they're like, oh yeah, you know, he did. Fritz Lang loved this kind of expressionism or whatever. And then she's like, what's happening? It's like, oh, you know, I was just hanging out with uh, Josh and I, we were eating sandwiches and watching this movie, whatever. We're having a great old time. And she's like, we got you a sandwich too. And then this, like, he's, she's like, uh, this isn't my boyfriend because he says boyfriend. And he's like, I tried to tell him, whatever. Uh, and then they do a burping contest for some reason. Really weird side segue. I just, yeah. I didn't know how to transition into that. There's no way to transition into it because it comes out of nowhere in the movie as well. This is another thing. This burping uh, I literally wrote down, 
this burping contest comes out of seemingly nowhere. Where, like, the dad, like, slightly burps and then, like, excuses himself. He's like, oh, and she's like, oh, gross, dad. Meh, like, meh, disgusting, or whatever fake French thing she says. And then he's like... She, I think she just goes, gut roast. That's oh. what she always says. It. And the dude is like, that's not even a real burp. And he's like, is that a challenge? And so then Dylan's trying to out-burp the dad. Like, the, no, Josh is trying to out-burp the dad. And then, like, Dylan... It comes out that she's like yeah, the, the queen dad, of yeah, the dad, burping. The dad's like, oh, that she always tries to out burp me, or like she used to, or something like that. And she's like, dad, don't be so embarrassing. And I was like, why? What is happening? Well, right I now? really felt like I was slipped something when this scene started. I was like, this doesn't make any sense with the rest of the movie. And I guess to like humanize her again, that like she, but like of all the things that you could have done to humanize her and like make her seem like a burping contest, just seems like the weirdest choice. It's really out of left field. I don't know who thought that or if that was in the but book. But basically, or Dylan but... rips a massive burp and wins the burping contest. It's not like a massive burp though. It's just like a. I was expecting like a a comically large burp, like like the like. Oh a no, sa- it like wasn't. A, it wasn't like like no. a stock sound effect, like a. Hang on, I'm gonna try and do one. Like something like that, but she just gives like a like that. Like it's it's not sad. None of the at burps all. are that good. Tbh. No. It's dumb. It's a crazy segue. She walks him out, and this was when she walks him, like, out to the car or whatever. Um, and this is when I noticed that it was freezing because she's, her entire face is, like, red. And, like, you can literally see her eyes watering. And, like, the everything she says, like, you can see her breath and his breath. It's clearly, like, two degrees outside. And they're making her shoot outside without a jacket. And this is where we bring up the concept that this is the real Dylan this is very half-assed in this movie that, like, this facade she puts on of being the popular girl, it's not real, you know? It's so weird. Also, like, the real, she also, like, I hate the real me. Like, who is the real you? Just someone who, like, gets good grades and burps? Because it's really not fully fleshed out, if you know what I mean. That's what I'm saying, is, like, I feel like the, that's what I, that's where I thought they were going with, like, the French and the gross and, like, oh, you geek. I thought that was going to be the fake Dylan. That's how she talks all the time. Yes. No, it's not like no she way. likes, there's no, there's no, like, facade that comes back. She never stops speaking in fake French. That's something important nope. to know. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, I don't get what they're trying to do with this fact that she's, like, not acting like her real self. And then he always says, like, by doing this documentary, I found the real Dylan, and uh, I'm like, well, what's the real Dylan? Her that's birth, what I'm saying. Her mediocre I, birth, like, like he's like someone who's you know like nice and kind and funny or something like that. And I was like, I just don't get what you're going for. And I feel like we don't really see that. I wish they would have given her like an actual like redeeming moment of like helping him out or something, or, like helping so actually helping someone in need, not just like the fashion victim. Or, like, right? Because she's kind trying. Of showing- she's trying to. She like did to give him the makeover, and he's she's trying to give him tips on how to hit, get that lubaloo. Uh, but like. It's just, it doesn't work, in my opinion. It's just confusing. Okay, so she is trying to give him tips on how to get the Lubaloo. So she says, if you don't know what to do with her for your date on Saturday, which I'm assuming is, like, the next day, like, you Mm. should take her to this party that Asher is having. I don't know. I thought this was Monday, because he's walking into school with that fresh look, and they're talking about what they did over the weekend. So she's like, so where are you going to take Amy? And he's like, oh, I don't know. And so he goes, like, oh, I don't know, like, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you're an idiot. Tell you what, Ash is having a party <laughs> you're on Saturday. A, you're a worthless piece of shit. Here, yep. take him, bring her to Ashley's party. Yeah, here, I can get you on the guest list. And he's like, really? And he's like, yeah, sure. That'd be cool. Uh, he's like, all right, thanks. So then he, we cut to the date. He rolls up at Amy's house wearing a fedora. That is uh, I, another all caps note that I had. Oh my God, he's wearing the fedora on the date. This 
has rocked me in a way that I will never <laughs> recover. I am so it's hit me right in the chest. It hit me right there. I was I was it, taken aback. It, it, also, there was two things right next to each other that came boom boom. So he shows up to her house in a fedora. I jumped backwards. I was not okay. <laughs> next thing. So that's horrible. Next thing, he doesn't know what to do. There's talk about going to a movie, but she doesn't like to sit in the dark. She's a nature girl. She wants to go to eat. That was the most, that was the most, like, non, like, hand wavy thing. Cause here's what I thought was happening. I'm sorry to cut you off. He's like, so what do you want to do? He's like, uh, I was thinking we could go to a movie. And then she's like, oh, on this day, on a day like this, like thinking it's like, you know, a beautiful sunny day or whatever. He's like, oh, we could go have lunch with my mom. And she's making lamb. And she's like, oh, I'm a vegetarian. Yeah. Uh, and then he's like, oh, or we could go to this party. And I was like, wait, I thought what was happening was you were going to suggesting things to do until the party started. I never thought that no, the party, I... you were not going to go to the party because it's like the middle of the day. Who has a teen party in the middle of the day? Okay. Asher, apparently. Asher does. it's in the middle of the day. Asher does. And here's the thing. Two things to hit me right in the chest like a ton of bricks. The fedora. Next thing. <laughs> smash fedora. cut to Asher's fucking house. Did you yeah. make notes about this? Yeah, I was like, "Oh my God, Sarah Hyland's house is crazy." Not to be outdone by Asher's house, which isn't, which is even more crazy. Where mm-hmm. are they finding these locations to shoot? I literally, there is a pool on the inside of the house. It's the most seemingly, it's the most, no, most nonsensically placed indoor pool I've ever it's seen. It's seemingly in the middle of the living room. It's in the middle yep. of the living room, and it's all like <laughs> white and like modern and like weird and like. Nothing makes sense. There's like a built-in DJ booth like hanging out over the rest of the living room. I literally wrote down like this is the mansion of someone running a cocaine empire in 1985. <laughs> like it is nowhere near modern. It looks like what they thought modern would be in 1985. Like it is a Wolf of Wall Street mansion and it is so bit, nonsensical. Yeah. And also if the whole plot point is that it's a beautiful day, why is the pool indoors? What do you mean why is the pool indoors? Like the the place had an indoor pool. They're not in charge of that. I know, but why wouldn't they book a location with a fucking outdoor pool. I guess. I don't know. I don't think if, it, if the whole thing is a beautiful day, then they should be at an outdoor pool party. I think it's because it's too cold, so they're like, we gotta find a oh, yeah. an indoor <laughs> yeah, pool. We're in Canada. It's Canada. <laughs> it was freezing, so then they went found the most bad shit house they could on Airbnb with a pool in the middle of their living room couch. But the thing that stuck out to me is that this is a sucky Disney Channel party. Like, I was really excited because you know how much we love when they do non-alcoholic teenage parties. Yeah, I love it. When they're, but like, this one is, on this one's the, I will say, I did make a note about this, the dancing, the dancing that they are doing is shockingly awkward. Well, no, here's the thing that's crazy. It's like I was saying about Asher being a weirdo. They enter the house and you've got Asher, there's a DJ, and then Asher just has big headphones on and is just like pointing around. Like it, like he's listening, like he's not the DJ. He is not in front of the turntables. It's a separate why, guy. Why is he listening on the headphones? I don't, Thank you. I don't I, know what he's doing. He's just like, he has the headphones on. It's just like grooving and like moving and then his he's arms. Also like, I'm pretty busy here. I'm like, yeah, Do yeah. What? I was like, what are you doing? You just have headphones I actually on. Thought well, that I was a DJ wrong. right there. I thought that I was 100% wrong and I was like, I need to get on the podcast and ask Luke, was he the DJ? Because I thought no, and but then I was like, I, I was like, that would really be nonsensical if he was listening to headphones in the middle of his own party. For but no that's reason. exactly what he's doing. Yeah, I 
I'm still reeling. It's, I don't know. But so then they come in, and then uh, Dylan's like, oh, hey, thanks for making it. And Amy's like, you invite us? And she's like, yeah, I didn't think you got on the list. But why don't you come hang out with me and Asher? And then she's like, uh, no, I think me and, uh, I think I'd rather just dance. And then Josh does the standard trope of, oh, I don't know, I can't really dance, because I'm Except the Except for this, is, this trope is really hard to watch. Uh, yeah. He starts, like... He starts just stand. He stands still for a little bit. He stands completely still in the middle of the dance floor. Yeah, and then he just starts doing the robot oh. but, like badly. But then like she kind of acts like he's dancing well. But he's and not. He never. He never figures it out. No, I don't get what the the, the payoff is on that joke. And there then, isn't one. I don't know. Um, and then Hannah Lola come and say, "Oh my gosh, we got dates to the spring formal. It's the twins and the two who guys are the who twins are, and why are they being introduced now?" Well, Were those the, the guys that blocked him from the ring? Yes, they're the oh. guys. Yeah. <laughs> they're the guys. And that they're wearing the so same outfit. They're wearing the same yellow polo with blue stripes or whatever. That makes more sense. But also, I don't think they're identical twins. They don't look alike that much, in my opinion. Okay, um, we need to move away from the twins. They literally serve no purpose. This yeah. Point. But then the twins, one other thing about the twins is they do like, they wave to the twins, and then the twins do like the point at my eyes and then point at your yeah, eyes. Yeah, like thing. the I'm watching you thing. Like, what was what? that? <laughs> That was creepy as fuck, actually. It was weird. It was out of nowhere. Uh, And then uh, Dylan's all kind of upset. And she's upset that she can't hang out. She she does a vlog where she's like, I kind of, like, I'm excited that he's he's out there getting that loobaloo. But I really wish we could hang out. Okay, this is where, this is when I had the epiphany because I can see it in my notes now. This is where I had the epiphany of, what are they using this for? This is not for the movie. Like where, like where would this ever be going? Especially, right, yeah. especially hers. Like I maybe I could see him vlogging and like using that yeah, as like yeah. voiceover or whatever for the movie. Right. Where the fuck? Why is she talking into a camera? I don't dog. I don't know. But so then she goes to get a lemonade and Nicole is like, oh sorry, I took the last one. Better get loose, used to that loser feeling. I actually wrote this down earlier when they were at the mall and like she is like vote for Patterson and like gives and like she's like. It just got serious. She's like, it was always serious for me. I actually like Nicole Patterson and her football player boyfriend, who's, like, really downtrodden. <laughs> I think they're very funny. Well, don't get too attached to him, because I'm pretty sure she dumps him for... That was never made clear. That was never made clear. We'll I get there in a second. We'll too. get there. We'll, we'll get there. Anyway. But everyone acts like such a sick burn that she, like, got the last lemonade and is, like, get used to being a loser. Also, lemonade, like, sick party drink. I love it. Uh, but then she, like, storms off, kind of. And then Josh sees her storm off, and Amy's, like, telling him a story, and he's like, yeah, yeah. And then Amy's just like, just go talk to her. And he's like, what? And he's like, you clearly want to check on her. Go see what's wrong. And he's like, all right, I'll be right back. And then he goes check on her, and she's like, where's Amy? Uh, he's like, oh, he's look- she's looking at music, because she wanted to go see what the DJ was doing. She's like, oh, no, that means she's B-O-R-D bored. Oh, my God. And then he's like, well, what do I do? And she's like, well, you got to make sure she knows you're, like, here for her and listening. Like, hold her hand like this and, like, lean in real close. And they have, like, a charged moment yeah, uh, where they're, like, pro- maybe going to kiss. And then Asher comes in, and he's like, hey, what are you doing? Or I don't remember what he says. I don't care about him in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. And she's like, oh, uh, he's like, oh, Dylan had something in her contact. And he's like, you wear contacts? And she's like, what? This <laughs> whole thing about her being ashamed to wear glasses comes out of nowhere. Right. They don't give it any good credence in the beginning. It feels so out of the 50s for me, where like it was yeah. like four eyes. Like, I can't believe you wear glasses. Like, they're so pissed that she would ever wear glasses. Like, what? It's just like, what year is this? It's t- This movie was made in 2011. Like, it was cool to wear glasses in 2011. It was like hipster. Like, why does it feel like it was written in 1963? Like, I don't get it. Yeah, it's weird. I, and it never really goes anywhere. Like, there's, it's gonna, well, they're gonna bring it up again in a little bit. But just like, I feel like there's no big 
big payoff to the fact that she wears glasses. And also, as we're, but also, as we're going to find out in a second, it's not just like a casual thing. They are a medical assassin, uh, necessity. She yes. has really bad vision. Like, she needs these glasses. She has terrible vision. We see her vision at one point. They do it so that, like through the camera lens, so we see how blind she is. She really needs yeah. those glasses. It's 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 bad. I I don't know. You should not be made fun of for needing glasses. Uh, but so then uh, we cut to Josh driving Amy home, and he's like, "Listen, I know that was pretty weird. There's nothing going on between me and Dylan." She's like, "Yeah, I, I know. I believe you." And then he's like, "So do you maybe want to go to fall, uh, Spring Formal with me?" And then she's like, mm, "Hard pass." Because here's the thing: I believe you that you're not dating Dylan secretly or something, but I think you want to be. Which I was like, damn, Amy Lubaloo. Sh- Amy Lubaloo is wise. She's wise yeah. beyond her years. So then we cut to the so he like doesn't know how to take that. And then he like we cut to his house like going over footage of her really creepily. Like it just Yeah, it's just not great. literally like in a dark room rewinding footage of her smiling. I was like, oh this is not yeah, nice. Not, and given what happened between them, we're gonna scoot past it because we've covered it already. Yep. Uh, and scoot, scoot, scoot. That's problematic. So then, then, we, then we cut to we cut to her the, the next morning, and she's like late for school, and she like drops her last contact in the sink, so she doesn't have any contact. So she tries to go into school without her glasses. She can't see anything, obviously, and it's like yeah. bump feeling around. And then like she's trying to go to her locker. And she, like, goes to a fire extinguisher. And one of the girls says, hey, uh, what's with the fire hydrant? It's not a fire hydrant. It's a fire extinguisher. Wait, do they call it a fire hydrant? Yes. One of the, one of the did girls Did I miss says, that? You did. It happens. It definitely happens. One of the girls says, uh, Dylan, what's with the fire hydrant? And she's standing in front of a fire extinguisher. That happens. That happens in this film. I'm I 100% totally positive. missed that. I totally that missed it. That happens. Look it up later. It's it doesn't hilarious. surprise me. Luke, it doesn't surprise me. I just don't know why. I, whatever. Um, and so she's like, yeah, whatever, blah, 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 I'm, I'm blind, who cares? And then we cut to Josh talking to the teacher, being like, listen, I need an extension. Because he said, he said in a previous scene that the, the, the board had to approve the rough cut of the film, like, by this deadline. Which is apparently two days before the festival, which seems like, yeah. really, you're cutting it close, festival. Oh, he's cutting it incredibly close. Well, that, no, not just him, I mean the festival itself. Like, the deadline to verify the film is two days before the festival? What?! Like, you'd think you need to submit, like, a, a month ahead of time. Uh, but he's like, I know, but I just, I'm, editing's taking a long time, whatever. Uh, and he's like, alright, I'll tell you what, I can't give he's you He's really flying out of the seat of his fucking pants, isn't he? With this deadline. Yes. He's not, for this no. camp that you're, like, and, and, like hinging really, your whole life on? And they really don't explain why it's taking so long. Like, is it because he's hanging out with Dylan? Is it because of Amy? Like, what is ta- the hold up my dude? Uh, I, I... I I think, well, I think I think he's too busy sitting in a dark room wanking off the footage of her. Apparently, <laughs> that's what the that's what the wanking narrative is off? telling Are me. Are we British? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I said wanking off. I should have said what's the American version of jacking off? Jacking off, I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, it's a little far, but I don't know why you said wanking. You and know what? I'm just trying to add some culture. But also, part of it is the fact that he says, like, you told me the teacher keeps telling him to find the truth, to tell the truth with his film, and he's like, "What if the truth has changed or whatever?" And he's like, uh, I don't remember what he says. Some generic bullcrap. Yeah, there was some, like, deep, like, what if the truth isn't what I thought it was? Like, what if the truth, my truth is changed? Um, and then, uh, he's like, I can't give you an extension, but I'll tell them to hold your place until, like, the last possible moment. And he's like, alright, cool, thank you. Uh, that's all I need. And so then we cut to, 
Uh, what happens first? She goes to class and her glasses, like the big fucking nerd she is, no, no, having no, she glasses. No, no, she doesn't have her glasses on. She's sitting in class, not grasping it, and Asher passes her a note. And then Hannah's like, oh, a note from Asher. And then she's like, oh, great. And then Lola behind her is like, what, did, what does it say? And she's like, you know, just the usual. He adores like, me. It's that kind of thing. And then Hannah leans over and is like, actually, it says he's breaking up with you right now. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she's like, what is happening? And she puts her glasses on. And then they're like, oh, you wear glasses? And then she's like, shut up. And uh, she confronts Asher after class. And he's like, you're breaking up with me right now? He's what like, about, yeah. What about formal? And he's like, yeah, you've changed. Like, I like you're wearing glasses, glasses? now and all this stuff. <laughs> That's like and the example he pulls it to. He's like, you're doing shit like wearing glasses and stuff. Like, what? And then does Nicole like pass by or something and like give him like a wink or something? There's some kind of indication that something's happening the there. The Nicole Asher storyline is something that they left us hanging on. And I would have really liked to see it fleshed out. Same. But again, we were already at an hour 30 and we didn't have time but, for it. But so, like, she realizes things are starting to unravel because she goes to the lunchroom and her spot at the at the ramp is gone. It's by Nicole. By Nicole. On and the Asher, is, Asher, like, has... I think I think Nicole might have her hand on Asher's knee or something. Yeah, they're, like, closer. She's, like, on his lap or so. There's some sort of, like, touchy-feeliness with Nicole and Asher. Even though Nicole was dating the captain of the football team. So what happened to him? Do your fucking... Like, legwork, hey, Disney. Volley, volleyball is better in, than football. I at what school. school? At what school? I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but the, So then she runs into Josh, and she's like, listen, Josh, you need to finish this movie. I really need this. It's pretty much my only way to win Blossom Queen right now. And he's like, listen, I can't hang out with you anymore, because I need to focus <laughs> on finishing this movie. And I don't get why they're angry at each other. This is like, another fight that I've, uh, like, what is this fight about? Because, like, he's like, I need you to finish the movie. He's like, we can't hang out because I need to finish the movie. Okay. That's the end of the conversation. I do get why she's, like, upset and, like, crying because, like, her boyfriend just dumped her via note and now her spot on the ramp is taken by this bitch. But, like, I... She's, she's emotionally so, volatile So right she's now. probably it's, just, like, not in her right state of mind. But I agree with yeah. what you're saying 100% that this fight is, like, they both are agreeing on the same thing. They both just want the movie to get done. Like, that's, that's, right. you guys are making the same point. Congrats. And then he, then he gets, finds out he gets voted out of being president of the film club. Which, what I a guess. hit. Who the know. hell cares about that? And then it cuts to her walking past her favorite boutique, and she sees Hannah and Lola in there. Shopping she, for truly fuggo spring formal <laughs> dresses without her. And she's all upset. They're like, what are you doing here? And then they're like, she's like, this is my favorite boutique. I'm always here. Even though you weren't, you were walking outside. It didn't seem like you were going to go in. Yeah. And she says, uh, like, you're shopping without me? And then they bring up a good point that's like, well, you just got dumped, and you don't have a date for the formal, so we didn't think you, you would want to come. And I was like, that's a good point. Like, well, I also was like, this is where I wrote it down. I was like, she's not going to come back from this. I was like, I was like, she is so low. She doesn't have a date. Like, what's she going to do? No, you're right. But what I was saying was that, like, uh, if my friend just got dumped and no longer had a date to formal, I don't think I'd invite them dress shopping. No, me either. But also, it's but they, but it's also weird because they frame it to be like a slight, where they're like, oh, That's she doesn't have a date yeah. anymore. Like, it's not a slight. They're like, oh, she doesn't have a date anymore. She probably doesn't want to come dress shopping. Like, eh, but th- you're giving them too much credit. The way that they I act so. about it is that they're doing it to like kind of be bitchy and they don't oh, hate okay. her That's anymore. What you're saying. Yeah, no, you're you're it, right. You're it right. makes sense. The 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 idea that you're presenting makes ten times more sense. But the way that they do it is like they're cutting her out because they don't need her anymore because she's not popular. Right. She's her popularity has taken a major hit today. Um, and then she goes home and her dad's like, 
oh, hey, what's wrong? And she's just like, oh, Asher and I aren't a thing anymore. Everything's bad. And he's like, well, tell you what, why don't we have dinner? Just the two of us will order in. Because, you know, I don't see that much of you because I'm always working or balling this chick. Balls deep in Amber, my girlfriend. Like, yeah. And I was supposed to go on and have dinner with her, but I can quickly cancel. And she's like, I suppose Amber can join us. And then we do like this really cheap, lazy shot of them just having dinner and like laughing. Like, okay. you get what they're saying. <laughs> okay. And... <laughs> We don't even get the resolution. Like, we don't even see a conversation between Amber. Amber doesn't get to open her fucking mouth. But there is a... There's a... Well, no, because if if she gets a line, they have to pay her. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's fiscal responsibility. But there's a line after in her... In Sarah Hyland's straight-to-camera, talking-to-the-camera vlog. vlog, Where this was was some of the worst writing I've seen in quite some time for this channel. The line is... She goes, "Ah, So, maybe Amber's not my mom. Um, no shit. She's literally not your mom. Like, like, it's not, like, the way to phrase that would be like, oh, so, you know, Amber's never gonna be my mom. Like, but the way they phrase it is like, so, you know, maybe Amber's not my mom. Like, no, is your parentage up for question? No, maybe, maybe she's not your mom. She's definitely not your mom because she's a literal different fucking person. She's not even married to your dad. She's not even married to your dad. So yeah, she's not your mom. She's your dad's girlfriend. It was so bizarre the way they came that. And I was like, that's just terrible writing. Like, be like, yeah, Amber might not ever live up to my mom or something like that. Like, maybe Amber's not my mom. Like, are you on a search for like your mother? Like, I do not get it, but whatever. Sorry. That pissed me off. A weird amount that I It was couldn't. a weird scene. And especially after we didn't even, like, see them interact. I'm like, I don't care. We didn't even see yeah. you guys talk. So, uh, then we cut to the, the film festival, uh, with the screening of his film. Oh, also, there's a bit of him being at home where he, like, talks to his mom and he's being like, what if, like, my truth, my ch- vision has changed or whatever? He's like, as long as you're, like, telling the truth, speaking from the heart, it's fine, son. And he's like, okay. And then he starts to record the voiceover for the film. And then we cut to the film festival. I knew 110% that this was going to happen, that, like, he was, she was only going to see one part of the movie. I didn't know if it was going to happen, like, on his computer. But I was like, I know that she will see a part of the movie, get mad and sad and run out and not see the rest of it. But it will actually all be good. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I knew that yeah, that but, trope but, was going to come into play. Well, hang on, let's get to that, and I'll bring up my problem with that in a second. So then we cut to the film festival. A girl is showing a documentary she made about her hamster, which, real gold medal stuff there, kid. Uh, and then the, the teacher's like, okay, here's a documentary by our very own uh, Josh Rosen. It's about popularity, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then also the film club kids show up at the screening and being like, nah, us geeks stick together. So I guess that part about you kicking him out of the club and not liking him That's anymore, what I'm saying. Time- that's my totally whole thing pointless. about, like, the mathlete scavenger hunt. It's like, he's going to bail on these friends, but it doesn't matter because they instantly forgive him. That I literally wrote that down as well. I was like, wow, this fight between <laughs> his friends blew over incredibly quickly. Like, that mm-hmm. almost was just a blip on the radar. They forgave him in, like, the few moments before his movie started. Uh, and then the teacher says, so here's Josh's project thing. Here's Josh's film called The Popularity Project, which I thought was a better title for this Why movie. wouldn't you call the whole movie The Popularity Project? I had the exact same thought. Because uh, the, the, it had to be in the contract of the author that it was going to call it Geek Charming. But anyway, so yeah, the first like half of the movie is like all of the stuff he shot in the beginning where it's like her being like, if I don't win Blossom Clean, my life is O-V-E-R over. Like, what's my plans? Oh, I don't know. Like making her look like, you know, a ditzy airhead who's all mm-hmm. full of herself and everyone's laughing at her. And she's like, and all that stuff was like, oh, popular people are like, don't hang out with unpopular people. Like cats don't hang out with dogs, blah, 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 blah. And then, yeah, she starts like crying a little bit. Everyone is visibly laughing at her. 
like crazy loud like it's all everyone's doing people are shouting at the screen like stuff it's it's a bad scene like you feel really bad for her mm-hmm. even though like you're right i did kind of know that it was going to get paid off but she i did she feel bad out. for her when everyone's laughing yeah. at her i did feel sympathy for her also she runs out josh follows her correct yeah he follows her and this is what i was saying this is my problem with you right they have this con they have this conflict where she only sees the part of the movie that makes her look bad and he's like i wanted to show them the real you and she's like i've spent years trying to get rid of the real me because nobody likes the real me and i'm like well, nobody likes when you burp that's just like a general right. personality but no, but here's thing. my thing is he says i tried to show them the real you but the only part that she's seen is the part that's the part that she was popular fake her i yeah and so i'm like what so what does that have to do with anything that would make sense that would make sense if she saw like if she was upset that he put like the burping footage in or something like that you know what i mean like yeah she she had told him to delete stuff and he'd put it in anyway and then that argument happened and she saw that like that would make more sense right that's what i'm saying and then he's like you're she says all you cared about was the movie and then he says that's not true and then she goes, it's not. And then there's a solid silence. Yes. And then that's it. And then, like, she just I will keeps say going. the, like, the dialogue the sucks donkey dick here. But, like, <laughs> her crying here is really good acting on Again, her part. Again, Sarah Hyland is doing a She's, fantastic like, crying, job. yelling at him, like, acting circles around this beanie-clad fuck. But, like, she... The dialogue's terrible. But she's actually, like, looks very sad and upset. And I thought it was very believable. Right. But what I'm saying is I don't get why he doesn't just say... Just come in and watch the end. I thought he does at one point say, no, see the, come look no. at the rest of the movie. No, he doesn't. He never says, like, listen, you haven't seen the whole thing or whatever. She just storms off and he's like, oh, man, I messed it up. And then he goes back inside and then and then plays, like, all the nice footage of her, like, messing around in her house. like And the stuff about being, her mom and, like, yeah. like that. And, like, how why she really wants to be Blossom Queen and all that stuff. And he's like... This is the real Dylan. It's like, even though this movie... And, like, his voice... He, it cuts to him in his room being like... No, I mean, like, the the movie cuts to him in his room, not yeah. a vlog. I mean, like, we see him in his room uh, on the screen. And he says, uh, this wasn't what I thought it was going to be, like, an expose about popularity. But it, was, but it turned out, like, better than I thought. Because I gained a friend. And I was like, okay, I feel like you didn't need to bring that into the film. But all right, uh, I guess... It's just a weird kind of... Yeah, whatever. It's Disney Channel. It's, like, about being friends. I was like, that didn't bother me that much. But then we cut to the next day, and Dylan is, like, depressed in her pajamas. Eating and everything by the kitchen sink Sunday. But... It looks to be about 9 a.m. And she's watching, it, like, yeah. morning cartoons. I'm like, I literally was like, is she eating a bowl of ice cream at 9 in the morning? Listen, depression is a serious problem. <laughs> I, like. I, but I, I, I mean, more power to you, girl, but like, that just, I thought it was cereal at first because that's how early it felt. And I was like, oh, well, that's just ice cream. I mean, not a weird choice for the morning time, but I support oh, you in your journey towards dairy Weird choice snacks. for the morning time. Um, um, but then, okay, here's something crazy that happens. Amy breaks walks into her in, house. Walks and- into her house. They haven't spoken in seemingly like years just walks in to this person's house. And she's like, oh, you guys still keep the key under the frog planter or whatever. And I was like, Amy, you super can't do that. That's and like, super not cool, Amy. And also, but, there, but there's nothing lost in this scene if she hadn't just knocked on the door and then Dylan also, just let her in. what is Amy's motivation here? Is she just like an amazing Mother Teresa character that like wants to help well, no, the dude well, that was in her bang someone else? Like I, It's because they're really... They're, she is still, like, wants them to be friends like they used to be. Like, she cares about her. Okay. All right? That didn't sound like I convinced you at all. I don't believe it, but okay. Basically, Amy comes over and is like, hey, like, I 
you need to watch the whole movie. I got a DVD of it from Josh. Like because it won the, the film thing. festival, so he's it going won. to Hollywood camp. He's going to Hollywood film camp, and I was she's like, watch the whole thing. They have a really nice touching moment, and like about being friends, they give each other like a playful shove, and we're to believe that like their friendship is now back on their friendship track. Oh, also, I want to point this out, everyone. Um, this all is happening in the last 10 minutes of the movie. Oh. Like, in the last, like, the la- the screening of the film, her getting mad at, at Josh, her sudden reconciliation with, uh, Amy is all in the last 10 minutes. They really hammer it home at the end. They realize that they've wasted a lot of time with pointless shit like nerds on the beach and they now need to, like, push it to the limit to get it finished. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it's the dance. Um. We, first of all, first of all, we see... That Dylan's mo- dad is here and Amber is here. And girlfriend Amber. And not only I, is her father at the dance where seemingly no other parents are, her nope. dad is there and the girlfriend is there. Amber, who has not spoken a word. In what universe would this happen? I do not know. But like, and that's the thing, is there's no payoff. Like, she doesn't say like, I'm nice to, like, she doesn't like go up to Amber and say like, it's really nice to have you here for this moment or whatever. She's just there. Never referenced, no, really. No, never, never yeah. referenced. It's not like, there's, it's barely even that the dad's there. It's barely even yeah. touched on. But then, um, but, uh, she walks in wearing the mom's dress from 1985, which yeah. I'm, I, which I'm, good thing they both have the exact same body type. And size, uh, yeah. They, they're, they're, she's barely at the dance. She literally is right. like, there for five and then, seconds, and then they start announcing Blossom Queen. It's right, rapid. And then, and then the girl who came up and told, asked her, told her that she got bangs, like she suggested, is like, everyone is so excited you're here. You're like the most popular girl ever. Like, Yeah, really it's now, lately. we're now to believe that she's more popular than ever because of the movie. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then they're immediately, Lola and Hannah immediately run up. It's like, oh, we're friends again. Ha 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 ha. Anyway, I uh, love your dress. But They're starting, they're starting, gonna do the... Blossom queen. queen Blossom Queen announcement. And then there's like four girls up on the stage, including Why Nicole isn't I. she on the stage? Why wouldn't know. Sarah Highland go on the stage with the other candidates? That would bother me. Um, and then, so guess what, guys? She wins Blossom Queen. Ah, I was kind of, I was kind of unsure whether or not she was going to win. I like, knew I, she was going to win. Well, you've seen this before. But I mean, I, like, I know that she. I had a feeling she would, but Disney Channel has gotten me on this kind of thing before. Like, I feel like whenever there's, like, a big competition, they kind of try to play with expectation on whether or not the person, the main character is going to win or not. Like, I didn't I didn't know if Eddie was going to win or lose the Million Dollar Cook-Off and stuff yeah. like that. But, uh, no, she wins, and she gives this whole... She put a flower crown on her, because I guess that's why she's the Blossom Queen and not just the Spring Fling Queen yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I don't get that at all and then she gives this whole speech about what this means to her and about popularity and about what friendship means and then she's like basically also 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 this is mean girls this is literally mean girls when she katie wins spring fling queen and gives a speech about her real friends and all that shit this is cut straight from mean girls copy and paste well she doesn't break the crown and give it to everybody yeah but but it's pretty mean girls it reminded me of i wrote down it reminded me of the amazing quote in mean girls where the the teacher is like, most people just like take the crown and go. You don't have to make a speech. Like, why would you ever need to make a speech post winning Blossom Queen? But but she yeah she gives a little speech about you know popularity and like uh, et cetera et cetera. And then she basically gives the double middle finger to Hannah and Lola, being like, it's about popularity is about true friends, those who after all these years still come over to your house and make you feel better, and those who will drop everything to have. And we see Josh just walk in as the speech is like wrapping up. Yeah. Uh, 
the people who will always stop and have an everything in the kitchen sink Sunday. That's what really matters because popularity is not that important. Did you get that, kids at home? Because I know this is a really half-assed lesson, but we got to put it in there. Uh, and then, like, people applaud. Hannah and Lola look like, oh, no, I don't think we're friends anymore. And then she we goes just up got to called Josh. Out. Yeah. And then she goes up to Josh. And, and they seemingly make it edited like they have a hard time finding each other, even though they're making direct eye contact yeah, with yeah, each other yeah, across the room. I, I have that, too, where they're like, huh, huh, where, where are like you? A, like, you've spinning seen, around through, like, random crowds on the dance floor. I was like, he's right there. You literally just saw him. You're looking at him. And then they meet in the middle of the dance floor, and then he's like, so I take it you saw our movie? And then he's like, and she's like, oh, yeah, our movie, because they've been calling it my movie the whole time. And then I, I don't even remember what happens. What do they say to each other? I don't know. It's stupid. All I notice is that but, they, Disney let them kiss on the lips. It's 2011. We've come so far. Look at the progress we've made. Next thing you know, in 10 years, they're going to be full frontally boning. We, like, shades all right. Let's not, let's not take that step far. But I'm saying we got a climactic, dramatic kiss on the lips. Not not a quick little puck, not a hug, not a kiss on the cheek. Full on dramatic kiss on the lips. Here we go, guys. Woo, finally. They kiss, yeah, it's like an intense kiss on the lips, too. It's not like a peg. It, it is a kiss with a capital it is, K. It's every kiss begins with K. But, ow, ow. Uh, it's quite a kiss. And then, uh, yeah, then the movie's over, guys. That's it. That's all <laughs> That's kind she of it. wrote. And then, like, they do, like, the two of them talking direct to the audience, being like, yeah, that's our story. And then they, like, lead into kiss again. But then, like, Josh covers them with his coat uh, and then they, like, walk away as the credits start to roll, being like, oh, I'm thinking a sequel. Oh, but this sequel's never as good. It, it's dumb. And we don't even get, like, a sky-high, like, yeah, and that's the story of how my girlfriend became my best friend, and my best friend became my girlfriend, and my be- girlfriend became my archenemy. That kind of wrap-up. did you really just, just do the whole sky-high speech? Like, shut up. Maybe. Um, <laughs> I don't remember what I said. Why? You really just did, like, all of it. I'm um, impressed, but also depressed, because that's sad. Um... Yeah, it's over. They walk into the distance. It's over. I'm done with this. I'm over it. This is a lot of a movie. I don't really know what more to say about it. Um, It has a lot of problems, for sure. But it has some stuff that's there to kind of enjoy, I think. Don't you? Um, I like it just for the insane dialogue. Um, I, if, to be honest though, I can't, you know what? I can say that I hated it, but I also felt like it flew. Time flew by while I was watching this movie, and no, I, I think it's pretty experience. funny to watch. I think it's definitely, it has some value as like a, this is an insane movie, mm-hmm. plot wise and just character wise. But I don't know, I just feel like, I don't feel like I, I feel like I need to watch this movie ever again. Honestly. I, I think I'm good. I've seen it twice now, and I think that's good for the rest of my life. TBH. Yeah, I if I never have to hear that fake French ever again, I will, or see that fedora, I'll die a happy woman. Yeah, I, I really don't think uh, that uh, there's just much to it, really. So, if you, if you want to check it out, it's on Netflix, guys. But honestly, it's an easy watch. Still, uh, it's an easy watch. I just don't feel like there's that much there. Maybe do what Emma does and get a little wine drunk and kind of let it come at you. But yeah, see it's how you not. Feel. It's not. Fantastic. By Let it take you on a ride. All right. Sure. What's uh, we next on the agenda? We don't have a tagline this month. I'm now abbreviating things like Dylan from that movie when she calls the competition Convetish. She does Remember do that. that? Yep. Uh, I don't, we don't have a tagline, but do you want to throw anything out? 
Um, just like hullabaloo about Lubaloo. That's probably the biggest, <laughs> my biggest takeaway from this. Or too many fedoras. Too many fedoras. That's too many fedoras. Excellent point. Excellent Much like point. too many cooks in, the, in the kitchen, there's too many fedoras in that closet. For sure. Um, but what would you rate this film on a scale of 1 to 10? Um, oh, that's a good question. I would give this a 4.5. I was thinking the same thing. That's so we were weird. You're really on the same page with this movie. It's a 4.5. We were. Yeah, I was going to give it an exactly the same, 4.5. Because, like... It's really Sarah Hyland saves it. It is on Sarah, her tiny bony if, back. If it was not this for Sarah Hyland, this would have been a four. This for movie sure. is on her back. It's on his mom's back, and like that's about it. Like the everybody else is phoning it the fucking. So you know what, Sarah Hyland, I'll give you this four point five. Yeah, you were working definitely. with a truly terrible script. You and a terrible human being. Seriously, yes. again, screw that dude. Here's also a ta- here's a tagline for you guys. Abuse is a serious problem, and if you're being abused by your partner, call somebody, get help, get them out of your life, because it's it's just a bad scene, and you, it should stop forever. Yeah. Also, fuck that guy. That's yeah, the tagline. That's, yep, fuck this yep, guy. Yep. He sucks. Mm-hmm. He's terrible. And I hope we never have to talk about him again. Uh, Emma, what movie are we watching next month? All right, guys. So I'm really excited about this because it's my birthday. Whenever, whenever Emma says, whenever Emma says she's really excited, I don't know whether I should also be excited or terrified. You should and be that's... excited. You will like this movie. It is my. Some would say it's really underrated. It's personally, if I had to rank all of them, it's my favorite Disney Channel original movie of all time. Oh, we're doing it's this not one. One of the biggest ones. Oh, I we're doing think this it's one. I already know what it time is. Time for us to hit it, and it's. I love it so much. It is. Drumroll, da, 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 stuck in the suburbs. I'm excited. I'm excited. Danielle Panabaker, Brenda Song. Danielle, I believe and, Danielle Panabaker, Brenda Song, and a young Terrence Killiam. Yes, and who is playing pop star Jordan Cahill. It is a true classic. It is a it's, true classic. It's a great the bops film. in this song. We are going to have so many music interstitials. I can't wait. Close your eyes. Uh, make take a wish. wish show, show me where, where the magic, the magic is. is. Gotta yeah. have faith in you. Yeah. Gotta have faith. Wow, I'm sorry you right. listened to that. Why do I still fun. know all those words? All right, wow. Because, I'm excited. because they, we watched it so many times. It's a good one. I, I remember it being a good one. It's going to hold up. It's going to hold water. It better Trust hold me. up. It better hold up. I'm excited. I'm, I love Stuck in the Suburbs. But for right now, Emma, where can we find you on the internet? Find me on Twitter and Instagram. Same handle, both places. Emma Stone Tyler. That's me. Check it out. And you can find me on Twitter at wildfire underscore king if you would like. But what you should definitely be doing is going on Twitter and following us at D Comedy Podcast. Become one of our legion of D comrades. And you know what you should definitely, definitely do though? Go on iTunes and give us good ratings and reviews because I like to read nice things about myself. It's my favorite thing besides drinking wine in my underwear and (laughs) And watching these movies. And it really helps us out a lot if you could review us on whatever platform lets you uh, leave a nice review. We would appreciate it. So please do that. Um, and if you are also looking, and also uh, if you really would like to, you know, tweet about the show and tell people that you like the show, we really appreciate that too. It's very word nice. Of mouth, word of mouth. Word of mouth. We've got the greatest showman to take off. This could help <laughs> us. As we're going to be the podcast. Also, if you, if you do follow Emma on Twitter, I'm sure you have been inundated by her greatest showman discourse because it's been it's- a lot. The greatest movie of all time, and I will go die on that hill. That uh, but for, as hill. for right now, you should all, if you're looking for more podcasts, you should check out AudioEntropy.com, where there's a lot of really cool podcasts that 
uh, are all very good, like Totally Reprised, Teenager's Attitude, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a third one, I should know one, Book of Adora, which is about Legend of Zelda, I don't know, they're all great, they're all done by really cool people, you should check them out at AudioEntropy.com, and if you want to give us some money to help pay for coast hosting costs, we would appreciate that too, there's a donut button, a donut, bleh. there's a donut, did it again, there's a donate page on the website, so please click that link, thank you very much, we love you guys, thank you for listening, come back next month, for stuck in the stuck suburbs. In this suburbs. I hope baby. it's gonna. It should be a much better film than this was. Much better watch. Uh, Emma, do you have anything else you want to say? No, that's it. Just ready yourselves. All right. Ready for yourselves. Next month. Decoms forever. Bye-bye. bye bye. Lola and Hannah see me as their leader, and a leader should never show weakness. That would be très mauvais. That's French for ew. <sighs> what an ever. A good candidate likes competition. If I ran for Blossom Queen unopposed and won, boring. And who has the number one seat on the ramp? Moi. Oh, look, Asher's holding it for me. So sweet. Oh, it's tuna noodle casserole. You are so gross! Gross is just one syllable.